we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I am your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Reverse World. Today, we have an amazing guest. My boy, Kembe X, rapper extraordinaire from Chicago, now based out of uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, Kembe actually is the reason why I was found by TDE, the label that uh, manages artists like uh, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, SZA, J-Rock, Absol. All the boys, everyone, everyone's on that fucking label now. Um, and Kembe, Kembe was doing a show down in South by Southwest. I was flown down there by my boy Craig. Um, I ended up shooting Kembe at one of his shows. Kembe's manager, Solid, who is Musa. Musa told me he was gonna have me go on the TD World Tour someday. And then, uh, like two years later, I was on tour with Schoolboy Q, which is fucking crazy. So shout out to Kembe for letting me shoot him and, and bridging the gap between there. But Kembe's story is amazing. Um, I love this dude. This dude is mad smart. The shit he says, every single word he says is a fucking gem. It's actually ridiculous uh, how wise this kid is because he's young. Um, his story is insane about how Isaiah Rashad got signed to TDE and brought Kembe with him and out to LA and it changed his life. He worked with all the artists in Chicago, like Chance and everybody in, in Chicago. He's worked with all of them um, and even got, you know, hit the hard, hard, uh, you know, the wall, the wall that is, you know, very tough to climb over sometimes and almost quit making music and somehow was able to change his entire mindset uh, to proceed with his music and, and, propel his career to the next level and, and the new shit that he's been cooking up is fucking insane he just released his new record with j-rock absol zakari uh that's getting shit tons of plays on spotify the, the dude's doing a lot so i'm excited to share this story his story is awesome um it was a good interview yeah we're, we're pumped on it so definitely uh get stoked and uh take some notes i like having rappers on on the show I would like to get more musicians. I've had a few, a handful of rappers and different musicians, um, but I would love to get some more on there. It'll be fun to interview different different artists because I feel like everyone's story is different but have such similar paths and are all motivating as fuck. So this one's definitely motivating. So yeah, all right. Um, that's it. I don't want to bore you with another intro. Uh, we'll just kind of get to it. If you guys have not gotten your How to Charge a Client guide, what the fuck are you doing? because it is available now it's over 50 pages long it's a digital download you'll get it immediately it's the fucking shit um it's only 25 bucks it's a whole bible on how to charge a client if you're a creator and you're and you're struggling with that and you want to you know increase your income that you're making this is definitely some solid theory of how you could go about doing that based on my career and and ways i've gone about charging my clients over the years um from small shoots to major shoots so definitely check that out shop bwnc.com and while you're there pick up a fucking shirt because the shirts are flame. Um, and if you want the guide, actually, if you go to, here's a hack, go to patreon.com slash black window cream. When you become a goddamn homie, part of the goddamn homie squad, you get it for free when you sign up. And then you have, at least for that month, you have access to everything in, in the Patreon tier, which is pretty lit. So if you want to get the perks of that for the same price as getting on the store, there you go. Life hack. All right, cool. That's it. Uh, let's get to this motherfucking intro um, that I made almost two years ago and still haven't created a video that goes over it so I just make all my guests stare at the camera right motherfucking no! attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die I don't want to die
Do you want to live? Yeah! You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you'd say that. And we're back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. Kembe X is in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Ben? Oh, uh, you know, um, just interviewing you and shit. What are you doing? You feel me going on Instagram live? You're living right now. You know what I'm saying shaking off the butterflies. <clears throat> I think that's the first time we ever had someone live stream and shit. Yeah, but I'm with it. I'm yeah, I feel like it. it's a no brainer. It is a no brainer. Why waste? Why waste precious content? That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, Kembe X, um, my former roommate. Yeah, man. Whew. He was there. <laughs> he was there in the time when. Uh, let's see. So South by Southwest. This is how I met you. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but. So I'm I'm there with Craig, right? Yeah. You didn't stay with us, did you? Um, I had a suite. Yeah. But uh <laughs> He looked at the camera like you bitch. But uh <laughs> uh I ended up like the last two days I stayed at that house. Yeah. That that super modern ass, like quaint fucking, house. Yeah. That shit was beautiful. Everyone yeah. wanted to be there. Who was there? Uh fucking uh big or not, um King Chip. Chip was there, <clears throat> Quest was there, formerly Quest, Silver yeah, the Cube. Yeah, he's gonna be um, on the podcast soon. What, but what's the um, Fuck Rex Oh Rex yeah Rex was there Rex Kudos Yeah, that yeah Rex Kudos he, yeah. he came and played All the Post Malone shit Before Post Malone yeah, was Yeah bro He was like telling us That Post Malone was the next big thing And he we were like right. Who's Post Malone He was very And then he showed us a picture And I was like yeah. What do you fucking mean <laughs> That was wild bro that Post was Malone crazy. was huge Like three months later bro. It was fucking nuts yeah, was That crazy. was like his breakout moment was Cause that that's what he was saying He yeah. was like Yeah he's blowing up right now right. And I'm like where but mm-hmm. but he's like wrong. he showed us a picture and i was like wait what the fuck it was like post malone he had the whole cornrow shit going on and like yeah. the grill and i'm like yeah. this dude that's dope though that's was actually dope. inspirational yeah, to think like dope. this shit happened he like made that. it but anyway we're there and uh craig had me come down because he's like yo i'm gonna be at south by southwest i just want you to be there like network and then i want you also get like content for me for like whatever purpose and i was like yeah. all right cool so i brought my camera shit and musa Mm-hmm. Musa knew that Craig had a video guy in the house and yeah. then Musa hit Craig and was like yo have your video dude go shoot my artist Kembe at this showcase and yeah. and I'm like he, he's, I was like who's Kembe and he's like oh he's like kind of affiliated with like TD because Musa's like kind of managing him and I was like oh shit yeah. and so he had, we booked it over there and you were playing this show it was the Peter Rosenberg showcase oh the one yeah Peter Rosenberg the yeah. one was like Earl everyone, and Ray Schremer everyone yeah like hella people on that show every artist fucking performed at that shit and you were there and I didn't know you and I walked yeah. in and then like I remember we were chilling up in this balcony right yeah, and you were uh, you were watching someone perform, and you had the fucking your hair like this, and you were just yeah. like ah yeah yeah, and you're shaking your head, and I had this shot of you. Yeah, do you remember this? I show I turned the camera to you because this I, I always try to make my people feel comfortable. I'm like just so they know I'm good at my shit. I had yeah. the shot and I put it in slow motion. I played it for you on my camera, and I remember you turning to me like yo, you're good. Whatever the fuck you need, shoot your <laughs> shit. Like you get it, and that was like my all right, cool. Kembe is yeah. cool with me. I can do whatever I need to do to get this shit done. I don't know if was that I was, was we we in like a hallway or some shit. We were like in a balcony that over overlooked the side of the stage like 
It was just for artists. It was like I upstairs. vaguely remember that. Did yeah. so much happen at that South Bar, bro? It was as, we, as we spoke on earlier. Oh, my God, bad. My, damn. my bad. I kicked your live stream over. I know it was, but but that was the moment. And then I remember coming down and they're like, "Yo, no videographers can go on stage." Yada yada yeah. yada. And I was like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna make this dude look yeah. dope." And they're like, "Ken Bay X," and you ran up on stage, yeah. and I just ran up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we got yeah. We did get hard ass shots. The, from it was mad shots. people. And you yeah, only played two songs. I did a whole recap yeah. video off two songs. I was like yeah. in the crowd and the <laughs> on the stage, and I got you with. Peter, like dapping, yeah. he was like dapping you up, talking to you. Oh, I remember that. That remember was that? on my. Uh, did I post that video? Yeah, I gave you like IG? a whole little yeah. recap. That was Yo. my. That was the video, bro. That changed my fucking life. Yeah, you were you in? That? Were you in France with us? No. Oh shit. Then who was in France? Who filmed that shit in France? Another dude, but I was, <laughs> it wasn't me. Otherwise, you remember that shit. But no, what I'm facts, telling you, facts. what I'm telling you is, is making that video about you made Musa see me, and then we were all at the house one night, and Musa yeah. called Craig and was like, "Yo, your boy Ben, he dope, he do dope shit, he turns the shit around quick, blah 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 blah." I have a video of of literally of uh, Craig telling me this shit, and he's like, "They want to take you on the TDE World Tour." Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> of a one video dog so yeah. then when I was with you the whole rest of the South by Southwest shooting that shit it was crazy but anyway that's me and Kembe's beginning Congrats. of our relationship but man you going fucking crazy Ben <laughs> they have the people on my live have no idea that what that, that like what, anything's that, happened yeah. no they see. no they watch give me your phone they just they just have no idea the magnitude yeah 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 this is a real podcast right here yeah, yeah. we're live streaming right now people sorry if you're not tuning in it's cause you're weak <laughs> <laughs> but anyway Kenbe is a fucking fire ass rapper this dude's you, you're from Chicago originally right yeah I'm from Chicago uh, south side south side south, south suburb <clears throat> about four miles outside of the city right um, where like 140 the area like 147 cowboy like Valet um, is from oh, you familiar with Valet nah who is that what? Who is it? Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, man, what's his? What's his? Like skinny? Like I don't know. I would have to. I would have to play it for you. Right. He was on YG album just uh, now. But he's, oh really? He's from he signed good music. Oh dope. Yeah. Damn. Really? I think he's from Dalton. Well, he's from. Like, so I'm from South Holland. He's from Dalton, and then Cowboy. I think is from Calumet City. Word. And that's like the immediate. You get so you like you get out of Chicago, then it's Riverside, um, and Burnham, then it's Dalton and Calumet City, then it's South Holland. What train do you gotta take to get out there? The uh, the metro. The metro? That's not like that's like a, a alternative train. Like oh, the really? main train, like the CTA doesn't go. Doesn't out there. go there. Yeah. So you gotta take pace buses and shit. Like you know the shit that they look down on you for. <laughs> in Chicago. Like, oh, you're at the pace bus. You took right. the metro. You right. Ain't no Chicago digger. Like, yeah. The shit that we went. Through. I don't think nobody cares about that. <laughs> but did you have um? Were you like back then? Was was he big enough at that point that you were like looking up to him, or did he just he's been slowly growing? Who valet? Yeah. I didn't, man. But when I was a kid, I I wasn't really in tune with like hood shit. It was just Chief Keith. Right. You know what I'm saying King yeah. Louis, Lil Dirk, all them. But I don't think. I think I think he really started popping like valet started popping like late 2016 probably. Oh, I didn't find out about until late 2017. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, and then Cowboy I just found out about like in February. But they like yeah, I gotta here. tune in. Maybe I've been I don't know. I just let shit run on my phone. Do yeah. you have a? <laughs> I let it curate my playlist. Yeah. So I mean, what's Let's the like, algorithm work? You've had you just released a song. Just uh, when did that shit drop? The fifth. The fifth? June fifth. That's yeah. my birthday, bro. That's your birthday. Yep. 
That's that's Alex Wiley's birthday too. That's my best friend. Oh, that's birthday. wild as fuck. Yeah, so it dropped on you. I thought your birthday was the eighth for some reason. Nah, or that's when y'all celebrated it. Yep, we did. Yeah, but so the song dropped already. Fucking banged out like a hundred thousand plays and and on Spotify in like a week, right? Um, some shit. Like they that? did a hundred thousand total. I think it's at forty three thousand on Spotify. Oh, and on YouTube. On, on YouTube. Uh, at the time, like what were we talking about? This little scandal yeah. we got going on. At the right. time, it was like fifteen thousand. Now it's at like four hundred thousand on YouTube. Kim is like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, we trying to figure that out. Man. You know <laughs> You're like, but yo, I feel like Spotify is like its own audience. Like it's yeah. it's its own world. Well, but Apple, so Apple Music is for me. I'm getting like three times more plays on Apple Music than I am on Spotify. So is Spotify, that publicly viewable? Like, can I see that the plays on Apple Music? No. No. Yeah, you can't. Right. You can't see it. Um. But so Apple Music is getting like a hundred. It has like a hundred fifteen thousand itself on Apple Music. Right. And then forty two thousand Spotify. Inexplicably, four hundred thousand on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I'll, it's not a flex yet. Like flex, the flex is pending, but um. If like that, like, you know, I think what happened is that um, the label, the the distribution label I'm signed with, they did like uh, they do this YouTube playlisting. So like when people look up certain shit, like it, it's it gets put in the playlist and, right. it's just, and it's like passive. It's like passive listening. Right. You know, so like somebody would be like working out and, and shit. A, working out or like a like a uh, like a gym or like an office or something. Right. They're just playing music. Yeah. You feel me? That's dope. So, so yeah. it's got it's got Absol on it. It's got J Rock on it. It's yeah. got Zakari on it. Um, that's a fucking little squad right there. <laughs> I, I'm tra- I'm debating if I want to tell people how old that song is. I'll tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I lived with you. <laughs> so when I so I so whatever that shit happened South by Southwest. I was like, oh fuck, my life's about to change. I ended up moving to LA. I worked my ass off for like a couple couple months trying to save up money. Moved to LA. Hardest working dude I ever met. My God. Most humble. Hardest working. Like I feel like I get the feeling that everybody says this about you, and they have to because it's facts. Like this man slept on like three hours a night, probably on an air mattress, like in the middle of in the kitchen, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Kimbe like, was, was there. up early in the sleep late at night, up early in the morning, gone the whole day. Talking about I'm doing something for Chris Brown, and I'm and I'm halfway like, damn, that's crazy. I'm halfway like, yeah, right. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then like the shit's actually a real thing, you know. And then that shit like, there's certain people that I've that I've been able to watch that they just like they get a little opportunity and they like they grow exponentially. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, I'm doing this thing, this like kind of cool thing, and then I'm doing this like very cool thing, and now I'm doing like the coolest shit possible. Yeah. You know, you're one of those people. Chances, damn, one of those yeah, chances definitely. Yeah, yeah. And fucking you know one of those mean? people. Fucking yeah. inspiration. That's yeah. tight. Thank you. That's dope. Yeah. This is good because I've never had anyone back my ass up when I talk about those <laughs> restless nights. Bro, I, I seen it. I remember it was a green, a green air mattress, like a like no offense, had but like holes a cheap in it. one, like a cheap little thin yeah. one. Bro. <laughs> no offense, but your shit was trash. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no there's a lot of respect yeah. in that, bro. No, I appreciate. It. That's like twenty five dollars at Target. And then they built the mother fucking studio right below my room yeah yeah oh he used to bro, you, that i forgot about that he used to, to come downstairs and be like yo can you turn to me because some like, people just be playing the beat, yeah. but they're not even lit they're not even writing they're just it's the vibe yeah. but the vibe has to be max volume and yeah. i'm like yo bro the vibe needs to like happen the, right now the vibe is shaking my yeah bed. can the vibe give me three hours to just <laughs> let me have a comatose for a second uh, man that shit was tight though so yeah. no it was uh, amazing i don't know what i oh oh yeah that's we because the record the record I remember happened in that studio. It happened in that fucking studio. I remember listening to that shit sitting down there. I was like, "Damn, this song is fucking tight." Because yeah. at the time, J Rock would come over. All these people are TD on TD. 
Did I just stumble that shit? Yeah, T-D-E. T-D-E. T-D-E uh, for everyone. And they're all signed to them. Yeah. And at the time, I remember it was fucking dope because we the studio got built in the basement at Craig's house. Everyone knows Craig's house. Yeah, uh, Craig's house. I've talked about Craig's house a million times. Yeah, we need to do a documentary called Craig's house. We do. I know. <laughs> Craig doesn't understand how fucking... He, he's listening to this right yeah. now. I know you are. You know how up, fucking Craig? lit your house was. Man. Um, but everyone, I remember like, oh shit, everyone be like, yo, J-Rock's downstairs. I'm like, what? He's over yeah. here recording? Oh shit, yeah. Absol's here. And then Absol like didn't leave for like three months. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he recorded like, his whole album. Then. Yeah, he, he lived like... Well. He recorded it. Isn't that album. crazy? Yeah. And... Um, and then Zach obviously too as well and then yeah. everyone started mixing around but I remember hearing that song at the time I was like oh shit this is crazy but what, why'd you hold on to that motherfucker for so long um honestly it was a point where I didn't think that song was coming out you know like um I don't know it's I think part of it was that you know the way that um for for a second I was lost in this mindset that like oh people don't want to hear a certain type of music anymore mm. and that's not true um Cause people want to hear whatever, right. you know. It's just that like you don't get that same like resounding support that you used to might get, you know, unless it's your wave. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like you know, I'm in like I'm in a space of understanding where it's like trial and error. You gotta like right. do shit, you know. And it might people might fucking hate that shit. People might love that shit. It's probably gonna be a combination of both, you mm. know. So it just made sense now to drop like something that would kind of catch people's attention since I haven't released music in a long time. Who did the artwork? Noah Farrar. No, Noah. Noah Farrar. Farrar. Uh, his IG is the way love works at the way love works. That shit. Is- he's man, bro. He's like immensely talented. Um, I don't know how he comes up with this shit. Uh, he did my album cover too. Honestly, he came up with this new art direction for this rollout that I don't know if we're gonna use it or not. But it's like so much better than what we have. <laughs> yeah. We just don't have time you to know what, what I mean to, to like, implement it. To implement it, right? You know, and we kind of. You know, we need shit to be, like, in order. I'm almost like, we got to save this for the next run. Mm. You know, but he's, like, wow. I found him on Earth Gang's page. What, he did some shit for them? They, like... Re- Earth Gang is who we watched when I shot the clip of you, bro, with the, the hair, and I made you... I showed you the camera, what I was talking about earlier. Really? We were watching Earth I Gang. I had just gotten off... Uh, okay, so fun fact to people that don't know. I went on tour with Absol, Boss, Earth Gang, and Jid in 2014. So like those have been the homies Damn. for a long time. Right. Like I used to talk to them about astrology and shit back when that was all I talked about. I was, <laughs> you probably don't know that I talk about other shit than that now. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't remember them. It makes sense that they were on that show though. Yeah, because that that was right when they were about to drop Strays with Rabies and they were on Mac Miller's Good AM yeah. project and shit. I'm yeah, pretty sure they were up there. They were jumping around and shit, going crazy, and then uh, and you were fucking just shit headbanging like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> These are my guys. That makes sense. That but, makes sense. Um, so he designed all that shit. That's dope. This, I mean, yeah. it's really cool illustration. This dude's super. Yeah. Talented. So I just I saw him on there. Fucking. Uh, it was. I think he like must have submitted the artwork. I think they're probably just called Mirrorland or some shit. Okay. And the shit just was crazy as fuck. And I went to his page and I was like, oh, this is next level. You know, I'm looking for. I had just finished picking my track list. Right. And I needed. That was like the next phase. And I came across him and I was in. I'm I'm in this space now. You'd be really proud of me. Where I'm like, if I need to get something done or I want something, like I'm really like. Applying myself, which is like no big deal to most people, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the bare minimum, you yeah. know what I mean. But I'm like, but like I'm really holding myself to that standard. Like if 
you know, if I want to get it done, I have to be doing as much as the person that I want Hell that yeah. I need help from, if not more than them. You, you feel like that, that hasn't always been the case for you? Absolutely not. No. And I think, you know, if, um, if I could just be candid and vulnerable um, to the people that wonder, like, you know, what's taking Kimbe so long or whatever, you know, it's been like a combination of confidence issues and you know what comes from that is just like a lack of um drive and mm. motivation because i don't feel like you know basically now i feel like if i want something i can ask for it and even if that person doesn't give it to me i'm gonna learn what i need to accomplish it from asking right or from you know taking action even if i make a mistake i'm gonna learn something from that and mm. i feel like back then i was afraid of fucking up right you know and i was afraid of it i was so scared of just like oh if i do this wrong like no one's gonna fuck with me you know like yeah. just all this made up shit bro like that was kind of crazy i feel very liberated right you know and with noah i just reached out to him never you know never heard of him before sent him like my whole plan what i'm trying to do in the dm before he followed me back and then he responds he's like bro i'm a big fan i would love to do this whatever you need oh, you know shit. and i would have never you know if i was in a mindset i had two years ago i never would have yeah hit him up right you that's interesting me? so yeah shout I, out Noah. i just saw uh someone post this on instagram and they were like taking a picture and it, it just happens to be who my boss is but it was a picture and on the wall it said we all have the same hours in a day that beyonce has yeah, I just saw that recently. That shit's hard as fuck <laughs> yeah. to me. Because I'm like, yeah, sh it's shit. true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's some shit, bro. Don't say that to me. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you, you might not have the whole military she got to you get know, shit done. But Nah, it's, not, it's just don't remind me. Right. But I think I think it is it is good that I feel like, it, especially now, like if you, I mean, you got to be able to reach out and kind of point at things that you want and see what happens because you would have yeah. never known the kid was a fan or the kid would have never thought maybe you'd fuck with him. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. But Which this shit crazy. is so fucking dope. I was yeah. telling you before, but I see this in my Explore page all the time. Yeah, just since the song came that's out, that's dope. Shout out to everybody that supported me. People that don't really understand right. the Kimbe thing yet, but just fuck with the song. Right. The people that's like, yo, the dude on the first verse really killed it. I don't know who that is. Like, thank, like that's thank me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me, that's guys. Me. Thank you. Um, did you re-record any of that shit? When no. You, so it's, that's the shit from the house. We mastered an MP3. An MP3? Yeah, there's there's, there's no, no mix. stems. There's no yeah. This whole <laughs> this whole shit is a is a janky rig and it's working out beautifully. Wow, you that's tight I mean? as fuck. So, but I mean, there's there's SoundCloud rappers and shit that come yeah, up on, bro, on fucking like, iPhones. In a weird way, like there's no excuse to not be to not have high quality shit, but also like nobody cares. Nobody cares. You feel me? So it's it's more so about just the, what resonates with who. Right. You know what I mean? But. You know, if you can have the highest quality shit, definitely do that. Right, right, right. Nobody gives a fuck. Whether nah. it's video, yeah. You know, like whatever it is, as long as people get the 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 message, yeah. You know, that's all that matters. That's true. I think when we started this podcast, it was in my fucking kitchen. It was in my old apartment kitchen, dingy as fuck. Didn't have video. I'd run a GoPro. That shit would die halfway through. Then you know, I mean, it was terrible. But now, like, slowly I got to it. But to me, it was all about the message. It's always been about the message. Yeah, this guy's fucking what, live what, streaming. That's what uh, <laughs> he's getting angles with his live stream right this now. Is, this is dope. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> but that's what um that's what everything's about. Something that Craig actually told me, and I hit him up about this back in like February. Um, I think it's Simon Sinek or some shit. He has a book called Start with Why. Okay. Um, and Craig like drew this diagram on a whiteboard, and he was like, "What's your why? Like, why do you do what you do? Hmm. You know what I mean?" And going back to what you're saying, like. There's like, so the center of the circle is, it's like a, a bullseye type thing. The right. center is why, the second ring is how, and the outer ring is what. 
Mm. So it's like what you do doesn't matter as much as how you're doing it and how you're doing whatever you're doing doesn't matter as much as why you're doing what you're doing. Damn. So, and I, I didn't fucking get that as most profound things that are told to me <laughs> like, <laughs> at first. You know, yeah. I didn't get it at all. And now I get it, bro. Like that's why it doesn't matter the the quality, the visual quality or the audio quality. It matters like does do people be like yo i fuck with this because it it makes sense you know what i mean like yeah it's a reason behind it like when people my homie the other day um was telling me like you know he he wants to be the voice of a generation and shit and like that's dope to me but i'm like that doesn't matter nearly as much as why like why do you want to be the voice of a generation what's your purpose yeah exactly you can be the voice of a generation um and you know obviously everybody wants to be like to have that legacy but some legacies are can be empty hmm. you know what i mean like and and to pete like people can realize that that's why someone can be huge for like an era and then eventually people forget they existed because they didn't really like serve a human purpose right you know what i mean i don't mean to sound super critical i don't know no, how it I comes off right no now, it's dope you know um yeah i think i think just the a lot of people do this do shit for the wrong reason yeah or or, or people just don't know why they're really doing it yeah. you know it's like I want a fucking Bentley, you know? Mm. But like, so what am I going to do to get that? And then, like, is there going to be any other reason that I'm doing that thing besides getting yeah, a Bentley, Bentley or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or, like, being popular, or, yeah. you know, or whatever the fuck. Right, right, You know, because then people can take all that shit away from you, but people can't take away the the why part. Yeah. People can't take away, you know, like, I want, um, I want to remind kids that, like, you know, struggle with... Um, self-consciousness and insecurity more than most people that like they're them niggas for lack of a <laughs> yeah. better term you know like um and you can't take that from me because i'm always find a way to do that right you know like i can i can build a fucking pyramid off that shit and it could get wrecked somehow i still have the blueprints mm-hmm. you know and it's not just it's not surface right you feel me i think it's interesting because i find myself very good at looking at someone whatever they're doing and helping yeah. their cause right yeah like help saying like all right yo you you are really good at this and this is what you're missing this is how you should do this is how you should do xyz to achieve that right right and it's always been hard for me and i noticed that's hard for a lot of creatives to find what that is it takes years to just find what what is exactly or your why oh yeah like finding your why is very difficult to find for yourself that shit's hidden in bro it's hidden in plain sight you i started doing this thing that i recommend like everyone do i'm doing it for content because about to start treating my life like a tv show there you go but um or like a documentary but i record voice notes of just like what i'm thinking about at the moment and i'll talk for like two three minutes and i realize that it's all about the same thing yeah that's what my why is Mm -hmm. whatever the you know everything i talk about comes down to like reinforcing self-worth and self-love and realizing that you're great and i'm great and like cause fuck you right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like it's not I'm great cause I'm good at this or I'm great cause I do this I'm great because I am right you know and then moving in that energy you get great shit you know whereas right, right. if you feel like you have to be validated by something outside of just your like who you are you know what I mean like then it's it's flimsy right you know what I'm saying so that's my why and whatever everyone's like that's what I feel like is the most important people that everyone needs to think about all the time yeah but Everybody has their own thing that they feel like is that important, and that's your why. Hands down, it's like it's like hard to figure out, but it's actually it's like right in front of your face. Have you ever thought about doing like a um, uploading those as a podcast? Um, as yeah, three minute bite size things because I mean, like that- lightly, I've lightly considered it, but I don't like I want it to be I want it to be like um, 
I just want to put enough mental energy and, and creative energy into but it. But sometimes dope. it doesn't. It's plain sight. It doesn't have to be that difficult. Because some, yeah. sometimes you might say, <clears throat> you might say some shit in three minutes. That's great for you to get out there. Yeah. And then that sits on your phone, and then you drop your phone, and then those voice notes are gone somehow, and you're like, "Fuck!" And then you, ne- and it is what it is. Or you just forget, and you never look back at it. But someone could hear that shit tomorrow, and it could change everything for them yeah. because they hear these little three minute things that you say that didn't happen to have music didn't behind it didn't have to take yeah. years and months to develop right right right, right you know what right, i mean right that shit no, could be right. dope i mean three minute little nuggets from kimba x would be hard yo when i first started rapping i don't know who the dude is that has the saying where it's like uh do you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe or some shit i don't know but i used to go to sleep to that it's like some workout motivation shit oh it's just like yeah right? yeah but like <laughs> i'm just, it's just funny to me like to think that i could be one of those people you could that, like it that. ain't no it ain't because that's i mean it's it's no different than hearing that shit to some fucking work like someone yeah. just gets you jacked up to work out but like listen to your music could be the thing that gets you jacked up when you're working out like yeah. i'll be listening to shit like oh, all right all right fuck yeah. i can lift this heavy ass weight you know what yeah. i mean like that's the type of shit that helps a lot of people. Well, I take the saying, um, be who your younger self needed. Be the person that your younger self needed. Like, um, as far as like guidance, like right. whatever you didn't have as a kid, the person you could use. That's this. Be that, right? So that's my whole thing. Yeah, you know, here. like, because I don't like the, I don't like the stigma or the way it feels when I think of like, oh. Uh, motivational speaking you know my dad used to always say he wants to be a motivational speaker i always thought i thought it was cool for him right you know but i kind of think um not that it speaking obviously motivating people through speech is not whack but right. the concept of motivational speech just that alone is kind of like it's like not a fully formed thing hmm. you know what i mean so i but i'm down to do that because it's a part of a much bigger thing that i'm doing right. like i'm not just saying this shit to gas you up you know like i'm sh- I'm saying this shit to let you know the mindset that I'm moving with and then you get to watch me, you know, um, by trial and error succeed to whatever le- whatever level I'm going to succeed. Uh, at, yeah, right. You know? I think I, I always talk about my homie Travis. He's a public speaker. He grew up in foster care and shit. Now he uses mm-hmm. his platform that he's built to go and talk to those types of people that are going to help kids that are in foster care, help kids that are in foster care, you know, different things like that. Yeah. And having toured with him, it's really interesting to see how he performs, like as if it's a show, right? Yeah. But he's just gotten really good at knowing what parts of his life he needs to share to resonate with people the right way. You know what I mean? Right. And it's really dope to see that shit grow. And I think right. it does do a lot of value in the far distance. That might not be his number one goal to just sit here and motivate, you know, kids right. every But that it shit, is, it, it, feels, it feels good. Though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's, everybody has their thing, right? right? Like, um, cause like people like me need pe- people that are, that want to be even something like me, you know, like as far as what I have, um, what my heart is set on, they need people like me in mm. front of them. Like I need someone like me to look up to and I have those people. Yeah. And so do like tech people and like doctors and yeah, exactly. you know, authors and shit. Like we all need someone to look at and be like, like someone to look at that's very successful. Yeah. And we also need someone to look at that's like kind of getting there. And yeah. then we, we always have the people that are around us. We tend to not like them for some reason. The people that are like our peers that do the same shit, like, yeah. oh, it fucking sucks. Right, right. He doesn't get it. And that's yeah. because we're all on the same level of figuring shit out, not knowing what, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, do you feel like, um, when you were coming up, when did you start rapping? You feel like, um, 2010. So like around, February, March 2010, I started writing. I didn't tell anybody that I rapped for like five months. Right, but how, how old were you? 15. 15? 15, yeah. So when you were 15, like who were some of the people that were at the top that you were looking up to at that point? At the top? Yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Um, 
And actually, this was around the, the like uh this was around like the Taylor Swift incident for Kanye. So I wasn't really listening to rap right. when I started rapping. Like I started back listening to rap. I was listening because I was listening to just straight rock, like mainstream really? rock from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Lincoln Park, Papa right, Roach, right, right, right. Paramore. Mm. Uh, I loved I love Fallout Boy, like all the Warped Tour type shit. Yeah, just that type shit. Yeah, because because it was through it was from Tom Morello, and I played guitar. I wanted to be like Tom Morello. We I had like the cheapest like forty dollar like combination pedal that right. had the wow on yeah, it. Yeah, wow, wow. And I would sit up doing that shit, and I would I would write songs, but nobody fucking played instruments where I was from, and like wanted to be in a band. Right. So I just started rapping, and yeah. when I went back, it was like Lil Wayne era. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like after No Ceilings. Right. Um, Wale, yeah. uh, Lupe had just like um, announced lasers, like Damn. lasers was supposed to be coming out, but yeah. this was like this is before it got changed like over and over again and shit. Lay, um, but yeah, it. I think what I was listening to like Big Sean, MF Doom. When I started back listening to rap, Big Sean, MF Doom, Currency, uh, Big Crit, like that whole era, like Nipsey Hustle, yeah. like like these people that were like coming up, Wiz, yeah, you know, like. Right. People that were were kind of coming up in in my perspective, but now that I think like my fifteen year old perspective, it felt like they were coming up, but they were probably like popping already, you know. But they just weren't as. I feel big like at that as, time it was like freshmen. They were on the yeah. freshman list, but and, they weren't as they weren't as big as Wayne. Right. But they weren't like just. I thought that they were just like you know, random people. Random people. Yeah. That's and tight. then by the end of that summer, like Odd Future had come out. Mm. You know, and I was I had been listening to Lil B that whole summer and shit. Right. You know? So it's like a. a, a weird combination of shit that I was listening to. And I, w- I wasn't open to like, like I listened to Gucci Mane, but I wasn't really listening to a lot of trap. Right. You know, or like just shit that I felt like was just random, like money, cars, clothes, bitches. <laughs> you know, I wasn't really listening to that stuff. Who, Do you edit out curse words on this? No. Okay. Fuck. There you go. My mom listens to it though. <laughs> <laughs> My bad mom. Nah, she don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> so, do you like? I guess at that point in time, how the fuck? Did, how do you get into that shit if no one's playing in bands? Were your friends listening to rap at the time? Is that who influenced you to get into rap? Or you what? know, it's weird. So I went. To, I transferred from this super like uppity white, you know, kids getting BMWs for their sweet sixteen high school in the suburbs would be tight to this like probably the 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 brokest like hoodest private school that, that you could go to. So it was a private school. Right. We wore uniforms, but it was like 45 students and like eight, well, not 45, it was like 200 students. Yeah. Eight teachers. Right. You know. Um, everybody knows everybody. That's where I sold, that's where I smoked weed for the first time, sold weed for the first time, learned all the gang shakes and all the, just like, all the the hood shit. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Why'd you transfer there? Um, Because I wanted to play baseball. Oh, and right. I was fucking up at the, the, the other school had a higher, like, standard right. for, you know what I mean? More kids. I, I always shit. fucked up in school. Like, right. I just didn't care about homework. Mm-hmm. So if I was a, if I would have been like a B student, you know, C student, B student, if I did homework, I wasn't doing homework. So I was like a D. Right. An F student. Yeah. <laughs> you feel I me? feel it. Um, but yeah, so when I went, when I transferred to that high school, one of the main friends that I made um, was like reading Frederick Nietzsche books. And like putting me on with rock music, huh. which it was weird. Like I felt the most accepted at this school, full of like, you know, what I would call hood kids. I feel like it's right. a broad blanket thing, but you know, like, like this dude lives on you know eighty first in Essex, which is like right by where like Lil Herb is from and shit. G okay. Herbo is from and shit. Yeah, right. Um, 
But he was like, he put me on with Fallout Boy. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> he put me on with Fallout Boy and Frederick Nietzsche. They really have fans. I smoked everywhere. my first. I smoked my first weed out of vaporizer and like like went to, got arrested with him on my fifteenth birthday and like all Damn. this shit, you know. So it was weird. Like I didn't. It wasn't like um, who you would think put me got me in the rock. Right, music, right. You know what I mean. And I oh, and I was listening to Drake. Like this was back when I like super fucked with Drake. Yeah, right. Like super, super. Fucked that with was Drake. the time. Yeah, his shit was. I'm starting. Up. I'm starting back. I'm starting to like take my hater hat off and yeah. be like, yeah, Drake got it. Drake been had it this whole time. He had you know it the I mean? entire time. But I've been hating. You know what I'm saying? But I was. I'll stand by the period that I was hating on. Him, <laughs> did uh did did you ever go to like shows? Were you ever going to like rock shows or anything like nah, that? Nah, hell no. Nah. I went to, I went to one show, before my first show. But not, like did. no rock shows, nothing. You know, no rock shows, no right. rap shows, no talent shows. Right. I wasn't going to no shows. Uh, I went to a kids these days show, which was the band, Vic Mensa's band. Vic Mensa's band. That band was um, incredible. Yeah, and then most a lot of the players from Vic Mensa's band were from kids. I don't want to call it Vic Mensa's right. band because it, it was days. like it was like ten of them. Yeah, or some big shit, collaboration. You know. Yeah. Um, um, they transferred to social experiment with Chance. Yeah. So, so that's like crazy. Greg, uh, Peter. I, don't, I don't, actually I don't know if Peter was in. Let me shut up. Cause I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know everybody that was in that band, but I remember it was a lot of, it's, I think it was JP is the other dude for sure. Right. That was in, uh, that was in Kids These Days, the trombone player. I remember, I mean, I did music shit back then too. And I remember looking at all that stuff because I knew Alex Wiley, but I didn't know you. Yeah. So when I was at South by Southwest, he was there and I was like, oh, tight. And then you guys are best friends. I was like, oh, this is tight. And yeah. I, I remember we went to, remember we went to his show? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Fuck, we talking yeah. about that coming in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bro. That was a night for Kembe. <laughs> Actually, it was, it was uh, you had never drank that much, right? Yeah, I had never drank that much. That was before I really <laughs> got to my drinking phase. Yeah, bro. We so. uh, let me talk about this. Yeah, go for we it. We go to a nice little brunch, this little bougie spot, of course, because of Craig. Yeah. Craig loves yeah. nice little bougie places that I would never, never frequent. Yeah, and in we, Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. Uh, Dave's from Texas. What's What's up, Austin? Gentrified, <laughs> blue Austin. <laughs> we progressive out here. So we uh we sitting there. We're at brunch, whatever. Kembe is hungover like a motherfucker because we were at we were at uh, Wiley's show and had a f- had a fun time. Craig, yeah. Craig liked to kill. It was a big crit show. It was big crit. Yeah, Did he, he was open? opening for big crit. He was open. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So we were there with crit. I got this dope shot of crit shoes next to my shoes, and I had like these thirty dollar slide slider shoes on, and he had like his thirty thousand dollar like the gl- glowed <laughs> shoes on. I was like, damn, I'm broke. He probably had on like Yeezys. Or some I don't shit. remember what they they were wild. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, we're sitting there at brunch, and we're all just talking. And <laughs> I forgot about this. Kenby's just sitting there. He just goes, Bleh. he just oh, bro, throws up. Yeah, <laughs> throws up all over the brunch shit. Like we're like, oh fuck, and he just gets up and is like, nah, and he gets up and starts walking. Yeah, I had throw, to go. Throws up I threw again. Up a lot. Yeah. He threw up again. Walks outside. Throws up again. Everyone's sitting there like, oh my god, what the fuck? We like grabbed our shit and just dipped. Yeah, bro, I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what possessed me to just be like, y'all keep drinking. That's why I stopped. Because you didn't drinking. know. Yeah, I had no idea. But it's not like tequila's like fire or some shit. Like, oh, this shit's delicious. Let no, me it just, is. I love. I think tequila. it's because Craig just kept kept them coming, and I was on some like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm with feeling it. life. You know what You're I mean? You're side by side yeah. west, living life. It was it was like eight shots though. He was buying them two at a time. Yeah, he and fucked you, you up right me? there. Yeah, it and was then, the funniest shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It was like the most awkward shit because Kemba just his fate. He wasn't with us. He was yeah. he was comatose I was, walking. I, I was trying to be uh, even at the table. I was trying to like convince myself like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, good. And I ended up sleep the whole day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. And then when I finally got up, that's when Rex was talking about Post Malone. Yeah, because then Rex right. stayed with us the last night. And fucking, um, um, fuck, what's bro name? White you know, rapper? He's going to be so mad that I can't think of his name. He used to live at the house with us. Cheshaw. Cheshaw. Cheshaw was there too. And was Jordan there? Yeah, I think so. Everyone was at that fucking yeah. house, man. I didn't know crazy. I was just going to end up living with y'all motherfuckers. Is that weird? I didn't <laughs> yeah. either. Yeah. I didn't either. So we, uh, so then we, no, I want to go back to Chicago though, because we're still there. Yeah. The punk shit and all that. How the fuck did we get to South by again? I don't know. Throwing up shows? Oh, you, <laughs> I don't know. Shows, maybe. I don't know. Dave, were you listening? <laughs> so, anyway Fuck it Fuck it So we'll see it on shit. the playback Oh no Kizzy's days Vic Mensa I remember yeah. listening to them they, I don't know how that segued But Oh I, you brought up Alex Wiley Alex Wiley brought up the Yeah show. the Chicago yeah. culture of it yeah. and Obviously Chance And what he was yeah. doing Vic And then how he broke out But I remember Kizzy's days was so fucking talented Their visuals yeah. For the videos were so fire Yeah that was uh That was Austin Vesley Austin Vesley Damn and, I forgot um, Davey Greenberg and they were called Ella Films, and then Elijah. I can't Elijah, think of Elijah's yeah. last name. They they were pushing the limit on. I remember they yeah. did the Kanye cover, I think, and they had like all these uh, pillars that were different colors, and they were like silhouetted. Do you remember? That? Uh-uh. My, I remember. I just remember the video where they're like in the fucking like the paper neighborhood, and it burned down. Was it like everything was miniature looking? Yeah, yeah. That shit yeah, was fucking that was tight. Hard as fuck. Man, kids these days. I can't remember what it was, but it was so good. Anyway. Who uh, fucking baby Joe Rogan right here? This is like fucking kids these days. I'm just like, look that up. Me, look, look, look it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking kids these days. These, yeah, let's look it up. That, that was a talented <laughs> ass band. Yeah. Uh, sure. Were you were you like starting to like mingle with these people at all? Like before you said you saw you saw one show before you ever played your first show, and that yeah. was this show. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say. Did it inspire you? Hell yeah, hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, live shows, and I think people have this experience to this day. That's why. The live show is so successful It's touching You know what I mean Like especially that Like where it's like Real music being played And like you know A lot of effort Put into the performance It's like You kind of And you see the people Mm -hmm. You know what I mean So it's like You're in the same room But you're like Like doing something You work hella hard on And you just feel like it's It almost made me It always makes me emotional Right Like I think that I think that might have Brought a tear to my eye When I watched that and then just side note, I saw Anderson Pack recently yeah. at this at MacArthur Park for free, and watching him perform made me cry, like just full like happy happy tears. Right. But like I was like, man, bro, like you can it's like whatever their emotion is, it's palpable. Like you can feel it, feel it. You for know, sure. like my mirror neurons are going crazy. Yeah, like, this dude's thankful as fuck to be on stage. I'm right. thankful that he's thankful and he yeah. brought this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know that's just dope. But yeah, um, I wouldn't. I don't think I um ever mingled with Vic Mensa for real. Like I've met him mad times. I've done a, I've done songs with him. Me, Alex, Vic and Chance have done a few songs. Um that are out? No, that aren't that out. Never came but out. like I like so I've been around Vic. I was yeah. around Chance a lot, but this was way before I knew Chance. Right. Um but um 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 Yeah, I think one time I ran into Vic I think it was like Maybe right after I saw that show, mm. and um, it was at this place called the uh, Fly in Hyde Park in Chicago, and um, I just said what's up and shit like on some fan shit. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like Chicago had at the time. I don't know if it's still like this. It probably is a little bit, but the internet changes shit, you know. Uh, but it was like a, it was like a, a hands-on 
social hierarchy, if I could put it that way, where it's like, these are like the cool people that everybody knows about. Right, right. They're basically celebrities, but yeah, they're yeah. not celebrities, right. you know? Um, but for Chicago, they are. Yeah, but for Chicago, they are. But then when I started making music and like it started to get like a little bit of like local social circle buzz, I went from like, you know, walking up to niggas on the street and being like, what's up as a fan to like being in the studio with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's that super cool. interesting. Yeah. I feel like seeing your first show, your first show being a band. Yeah. I, I'm interested to know if that drove you to want to perform immediately because you always wanted to be in a band. Like you were playing guitar and I let like go that. of wanting to be in a band. You did? When I started rapping. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> so I had this thing. I got in a fight. Like, I call it a fight, like, but I got into it with my dad and I ended up in the hospital. Damn. Um, and, for, I just lost uh, temporarily like taste in rock music after mm. that like it just felt like it didn't it wasn't resonating like it was you know I was on my emo teen angst shit at the time you mean about because the argument was on your no, email, like, emo shit no like my just in life when I was listening to rock right. heavy but then when that shit happened it was like a wake up call <laughs> you know it just it just made me kind of look at my life and be like oh shit you know because when that shit happened I um, I mainly was like you know what did I do to, to you know like what can I do different basically and I felt like that that music nothing against rock music so I fuck right. with rock music but I just felt like um maybe identifying with just like the sadness and like the of of that music was kind of making giving me like almost a pathetic attitude mm. about shit you know that's and interesting like I'm not saying that's like I deserve to get beat up by my dad because of that but I just felt like this shit ain't real you know like I don't need to be walking around like all sad so you and, think that's what stemmed the fight was that you were just being like, no I'm just saying like that was a symptom of like oh. a much bigger thing right. but I remember coming home from the hospital and putting on some rock and being like I don't feel this mm. you know what I mean and then like you know I put I put on some of Doom and I was like yeah that's more like it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I put on some you know uh, Chip the Ripper I'm like yeah, that's yeah. my shit. And then Kid Cudi, that's, yep. yeah, okay, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, huh? That's wild. So then, when you start, you know, kind of getting the studio, start making music, what was it that kind of got you to buzz within the social circle of Chicago? Man, y'all gonna see this thing, this like, re- this recurring thing that happens to me. But um, so I was dropping music. I would shout out to John Roper from Richeza. I met him at the third, the final high school I went to. Okay. Um, he was managing me. Um, I the week before that shit started, I he was like in Save Money. He was like to me like one of the cool kids, you mm. know. And uh, I saw him at the Beast the week before school started. I'm like, yo, I'm finna be going to Dealer Sale. He like, bro, I'm not trying to be seeing your ugly ass every day. <laughs> and I took it very personally, and I was like, damn, what the fuck? And that's just because <laughs> I was a sensitive ass kid, you know. But the next week after school. Uh, I was sitting at the uh, I was on my phone I think I had a Blackberry at the time um, Waiting for uh, my granny to come pick me up And uh, Roper sat, sat by me He's like what's good bro what you been on my, you know, I'm just focusing on my music He like you make music I'm like yeah He like are you raw I'm like yeah I'm pretty good uh, what if you were like and nah. I rap, and <laughs> who would say no to that? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I might have. I'm. I wasn't. I've always been the type of person where like I'm not sure, but I'm like so sure. Right, at the same right, time, right. You know, so I give you like the in between. Like, yeah, I'm pretty. You, like, yeah, yeah you I do this me? shit. Um, and now I wrapped some shit for him. You know, I'm like, you will just safe see for yourself. He fucked with it. He was like, oh, my cousin got a studio on the west side. If you're serious, we could go there. After that, I started making songs. Every Sunday, we would go to uh, his cousin Justin, JF. Justin Famous is I don't know if he still goes by that. Right. But this is back in two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um 
Yeah, we would go there every Sunday and I would release a song every Sunday. I started off in a group with my homie Jonas from from high school um, called Xander Cass. And uh, I want to say the maybe the fifth song I put out was a Make It Rain remix. So I'm putting out all these like conscious like Nas inspired because like once I started listening to rap, it was very quickly it became like a rabbit hole where I'm like listening to Big L and Nas and right, Wu Tang right, Clan right, right. and old like I know about Jay Z, but I'm listening to like old Jay Z and like the yeah. Far Side and Biggie and old Tupac and Bone Thugs and Harmony and Three Six Mafia and like just old shit. Like I'm listening you were infatuated to all. by the lyricism. Like I was infatuated by the lyricism and like just the the different sounds right but like ma- mainly lyricism and more so like tone of voice and flow yeah, and yeah, cadence yeah. and purpose like yeah. what are like okay you know jay-z's like giving you like the lifestyle bars from right. a drug dealer's perspective right you know what i mean we're like or um we're like Nas is kind of giving you just like the the hard knock life experience like no pun intended off of jay-z right, but right. you know giving you that like hard experience without you know being necessarily a drug dealer or a killer yeah you know what i mean and just shit like that, mm. you know. But so I'm putting out all these these like super hip hop songs, and they're doing well. Like I'll post it on Facebook. I'll upload it to YouTube, post it on Facebook, and people that like, you know, either didn't know me or I thought just didn't fuck with me or like you know thought I was a lame or whatever would be like commenting on it and reposting like, yo, this dude, this nigga raw, like this nigga's cold, yeah. You know, and that was like a big ego boost for me because it was kind of confirmation. Like yeah. I got massive confirmation immediately, and right. I think. To anybody out there who gives a fuck about what I think about what you should do, like I didn't, I wrote raps and like rapped to myself for like four months before I told anybody. Right. You know, so I was pretty good. <laughs> like I was actually just pretty good on some like scientific, like this is how it works. Yeah, right. Know, for what I was trying to do. Yeah, right? right. Fast forward to like maybe the seventh song I put out. So this is, I'm putting out a song every week, um, every Sunday, um, routinely. And I did a Make It Rain remix by, uh, who was that? It was like, I don't know if it was, I think it was Travis Porter. Make It Rain, chick. Make It make it Rain. Yeah, or was it Travis, well, now what was the other group? It was not Travis Porter. Is it Travis uh, Porter? Huh? T-Pain? No, no, it's it's Make It Rain, chick. Make It, Make It Rain, yeah. chick. Who did that shit? <laughs> it was Travis Porter. Yeah, so I do that, right? Man, and I make this- Travis Porter? I make this like bullshit, like to me, like bullshit, like just dumbed down, like silly shit, and like it booms. It booms, like as far as just the local, like internet, Facebook scene. Yeah, which sounds like <laughs> silly as fuck, right? But it's tight too because it but was like a if, real if thing. all my videos was getting like, if all my videos was getting like four hundred views in a week, like this one got like seventeen hundred in a week. Um, and like everybody's like, yo, this nigga really is, bro. Yeah. Like, that wasn't lying. And right. To the, like last night, I just made a song where I'm like writing the fuck out the verse and I'm like practicing it. I'm f- like, I'm, you know, like hitting my little cadences and playing with my voice. And then I get to like, <laughs> when you see me coming, bitch, get out the fucking way. And then like everybody just be like, bro, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's something I don't know what it is. I think it's just that like, like the ease of it. And yeah. I'm just fucking around and people right. want to hear that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. But it's yeah. the shit That's the shit Like you could say The hardest shit Bar after bar after bar And then you yeah. just say One line That's just yeah. feels big And you're yeah. just like ah. or, just, or just the tone of it Yeah the you tone too Like the, the playfulness Right I think Is maybe And I think also Like you know me Like I have I'm weird in a sense Like I have this Very serious demeanor 
a lot yeah. but then like it it breaks really fast right you know and then i'm just like joking way too much yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so it's like it's almost like my sit like i do because i do think i'm a serious person like serious natured like i care like intensely about the shit that i care about yeah, right but the there's like a there's like I put up forward a, a unintentional facade. This mm -hmm. is where astrology comes in. I'm not gonna get into that right now. <laughs> but um, there's like a surface of like serious straight face, you right. know, dryness almost. And then you get to know me, and I'm like, I won't shut the fuck up, and I won't stop joking yeah. about shit. And I think when I get to that level, on when I'm making music where I'm just fucking around and I'm just being silly, like that's the shit that people like resonate with yeah, the most, right? You know. And then so like just the average person resonates with that and then there's a narrower but still like sizable amount of people that fuck with like the shit that i'm really like i'm trying to get this message across yeah and where i'm at right now is just trying to like balance those two things out but i mean you know? if you think about it in the form of a relationship if you're a friend if you're my friend mm -hmm. but we just met today and i'm trying to be cool or like just be how I feel like I should present myself. It's yeah. just like the normal shit because I don't know how to crack a joke with you. I don't know what right. you're going to take too right. serious or whatnot. Right. And then you start building a relationship, you become fun. So of course, yeah. when someone listens to music, they want to skip the fucking beginning part because right. I don't need to Entertain me. Entertain yeah, me. Let's be exactly. fun. Let's have fun. And then all of a sudden, when you got to say some shit, I trust that you're going to say some real shit right. because I believe in you. I right. know what you're going to say. I, I can take it serious. It's interesting. Yeah. But if I could say this too, like this is the... And, you know, I basically practice saying shit like this in the mirror right now. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm doing this right now. Yeah, Not literally, but right, you know, right. <laughs> like, um, you know, I'm my I'm taking a risk with what I'm doing because I have like super conscious records and then I have super like just ridiculous wild not wild like you would if you didn't know me or you only heard me rap a certain way you would think it was out of character mm. you know what i mean now if you know me you'd be like oh yeah like kimbe is like right reckless it's like yeah. silly not reckless but like it's silly and I'm, I'm more so reckless in this type of in the way that i'll say anything yeah. you know as long as there's not a camera on me and right, i'm not right, saying right. i'm saying like wild shit right but i have a dark sense of humor I like play too much. I used to walk around. Remember, I used to walk around crazy. Yeah, like, I would just be loud <laughs> oh my as fuck. Because I, I was trying to break out of my shell because I, I think so much. He would literally walk through the house and just yell, <laughs> yell and sing. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was ad lib. If you listen to talk back and shit, like it I is. used to do that shit. It like, is. A lot. Oh my god, I wasn't ready for that shit. <laughs> I'm like trying to fucking monitor the volume. That is like the most catchy fucking ad lib though yeah yeah well it's yeah. just it's the energy bro so I like my theory it. my theory is that with music people care about what you're saying after like the third time they listen to your shit if they ever do that's true but um you know they mostly care about however you felt like however i feel on this side of the microphone when i'm recording or speaking that's what people are gonna sense right regardless of what their brain is deciphering from the message like yeah. their subconscious is like feeling that energy so if i'm in the studio jumping up and down and laughing and sweating when i'm making a song they're gonna feel that when they listen right. to it even if low-key i think even people that like the people that may be like you know this isn't for me yeah might still feel might, it. might be like yeah but this shit you know i want <laughs> i want it like that's like my goal by right. taking that risk it's yeah. like it's like you know that's that rule that i want to break i feel mm -hmm. like everyone that wants to be great should be trying to break one rule at yeah. least you know and i want to break that rule where like you either got to be this or that right you know i'm down for people to be like i don't know about this at first and then kind of like almost like they can't control the fact that this shit is in their head and they're yeah. like you know like i'll look you fuck with this because i'm thorough yeah. you know what i mean like i'm not just like songs you know what i mean like there is something to me and i'm working on I'm actually in the, if you're paying attention, I'm in the early stages of establishing what 
my like 10 20 year vision is and i'm right. gonna like spoon feed it to y'all like babies and shit you know, <laughs> so you know just you know when when so when, when is the breakout moment for you because you end up touring i mean touring's not easy to get on it may hit i don't know it, i toured like you know what i mean like the way that master p played in the nba though you right feel me like i did like <laughs> yeah i well I, discounting the only one that's a real tour that i count is the hippie sabotage tour can I get some like water or something? Yeah, sorry. Um, we'll get it for you. No, actually, um, we don't give you water. That's that's wild. I have a pet peeve of like listening to people and like you just hear like like all that yeah. shit. Like, oh, bro. That's, that that's ASMR. Yeah, you ever no. heard that? You ever yes. say ASMR? Yeah, I know what that I is. I fucking love yeah. ASMR. Um, all right, I'll talk for a second. But when you... Actually, I want to play this shit. Remember this song right here? Wait, right, start back. Feet tall, no lie. Boy, fuck you doing? Do I remember I had a, I have a fucking video I just found out the other day where I was trying to come up with a concept to shoot a video yeah. for that. Do you remember this? I don't know if I ever showed it to you, but basically I recorded, I flipped the song so it was in reverse, mm-hmm. and then I had to learn the lyrics. I was yeah, I, I do remember test, that. I do remember. And it that. was like yeah, yeah, I wouldn't a lot, but I did it where I like you fall. presented that to me, and I was like, how the fuck am I gonna do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's hard. You gotta learn how to do the shit. So- I was backwards. not, I was not dedicated, bro. I would need like a fucking tutor. To do yeah, that shit, bro. Like yeah. someone have that is like well versed in saying words backwards, <laughs> which is, you know, I hope there's no one out there like that. But uh, someone did do it. I can't remember. I remember I showed someone, and then uh, John and Ken were at the house, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, that's like this is, shit. They're like this video, and I was like, fuck, fuck. I thought I was original yeah that's cool that's crazy I mean it was an original idea for me you know it's a cool idea it is cool it's, it's cool it would be hard as fuck though yeah I just was not like like nowadays I w- I'd be like okay let's try it right you feel me but back then I was like nah we're yeah not doing it. like like nowadays I will roast you the whole way through it while we're doing it like what the fuck are we doing right now yeah. but I'll do it right you know what I'm saying yeah um, um so okay go back before before we get to hippie, hippie sabotage because that was when we were at the house yeah um you tour How? with absol absol yeah um so i did like 10 dates what, what was it like what was that on the tour like? bus it was a, uh, it was fire it was really it was really cool because i had like the bunk the bunk bed experience yeah it's like dope. The, you know uh this dude named Assad. remember Assad? yeah so was homie yeah from philly yeah uh he would he was on the bus like talk like vacuuming every morning at 7 a.m talking about <laughs> i got a vacuum i got a vacuum because my grandmama she never she ain't play that shit you know i gotta you know what i mean like he, it was like he was on some militant shit right you know what i mean and um it was cool it was cool like some shows soul would come out and actually perform the song that we did together so i would like do my set um before Earth Gang and Jid, I think. Um, how many how many minutes did you get to do? Like fifteen? Like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have a lot of songs. Like that was right after I started releasing music on SoundCloud. That's after cr- like two years. But how did they find you? How did that happen? What you mean? Like how did you get found to be brought on that tour? Like how? Did oh, you, but yeah. Musa been you know Musa been managing me since so, two thousand thirteen. Right. So, so, so he some, found you early, early. Yeah. Well, so for who doesn't know, I would yeah. assume most people know, even though I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to tell this story a lot. Yeah, um, that's fine. You know, me and Isaiah Rashad have been, like, close friends since, like, 2010. Like, right, or maybe early 2011. As soon as I started putting shit on YouTube, he was one of the people that would, like, comment on my videos and be like, yo, I fuck with this. I fuck wow. with this. And then one day he emailed me with some songs and, like, 
you know, check this out. I want to like, I respect you. I want to hear your feedback. And I was like, yo, this is fire. Right. <laughs> you know, so we ended up, we would talk on the phone like, you know, twice a week, like for hours at a time. Yeah. Um, and then, so when he, the day that he had the meeting where he found out he was going to sign a TDE, I actually was recording my verse to the first song I ended up having Ab Soul on in the studio. And uh, John Doe was in the studio and she had, he had called her because like we had all known, I had introduced him to all my homies and shit. And um, he like she like hands me the phone in the booth, and I grab the phone. and It's like, bro, you gonna do this with me, bro? You gonna do this with me, bro? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just met with Dave Free, and I'm finna sign a TDE next week. Right? I want you to do this with me. So, long story short, he put in the um the word for me. Like out here, when he came out here, like everybody he was around, he was like putting you know talking about Kembe, talking about Kembe. So when Musa hit me up. Um, this was like four months after he got signed in like March of 2013. Right. I think it was like August 2013. So like five months later, when Musa hit me, it was like, uh, "Yo, champ, I want to fly you out tomorrow." You know, and I'm like, "What know, the what fuck? fuck?" Yeah, bro. <laughs> we had just did this festival in Detroit. Yeah, me, Alex, Monster Mike, and this dude named Roy French, and um, I was laying in the trunk of my manager's car at the time, and you were laying in the trunk because like we, we it was. The truck was full. It was oh, a right. Yukon, <laughs> a GMC Yukon. And uh, Mike rode in the trunk on the way there, and I said, I ride in the trunk on the way back. It's like a five hour ride. So it was low key like a perk because you could damn. lay down fully and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Five and, uh, hour ride in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, it was fire, bro. I took a fire nap. So I you, woke up to the call, to a missed call from 310. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. And I, get, I look, I see the text, like, yo, this is Moose from, from TD. I want to fly you out tomorrow. And I'm like, tomorrow, that's not going to happen, <laughs> you know? But, yeah. Probably like 10 days later, right after my birthday, I flew out. That was, Cause I was like, when I got that call, it was like two days before my 19th birthday. God damn. Yeah, so. But for I'll people say, who don't know, so Musa, shout out to Musa. What's up? Um, Unk. Son of Top, Top, founded TD. Top Dog is a person for yes. those who, you know, there's people that obviously know who Top is. Right. And shit. Shout yeah. out to Top. Too. So Top Dog Entertainment is a label that has the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, SZA, J-Rock, J-Rock Absol, Zach, um, Lance Skywalker, Lance, yeah, fucking everybody. So he's reason, reason. Yeah. Um, so that's fucking crazy, and that's yeah. like hitting the gold mine at that time. Were you looking up to all those artists? Obviously, if you did, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, Kendrick point. Lamar is like I think the best rapper of all time, right? And at that time, he was like. This is like right after Good Kid, Mad City. This mm -hmm. is like a year after Good Kid, Mad City. So he's like, you know, getting like becoming the star that he is. But like to me, he's like already like the the, the shit, one. the best yeah. shit ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was undeniable. Yeah. But what were you? So what happens? You get that text. You're like, you tripping? You start going bananas? Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick break to stop this episode with Kembe X. This episode is amazing. I'm glad you guys are all listening to it. Shout out to you for investing in yourselves by hearing these stories and soaking up the gems. Just wanted to plug our How to Charge a Client Guide. Again, it is available on our store, shopbwnc.com. If you've had troubles deciding how much you should charge a client, why you should charge a client, what your value is, that is what this guide dives deep into. It's over 50 pages long. It's amazing. We spent weeks writing this uh, based on real world, real world working experience. So definitely hit shopbwnc.com right now to get the guide. And if you want some bonuses, we have it available on our Patreon page as well, where you would unlock our uh, our private discord channel so if you want to get involved in that um and and the bonus morning roast podcast and everything else patreon.com slash black window cream all right cool let's get back to this episode um so it's it's it's, it's wild actually because 
when Zay got signed, he was making it seem like you want to do this with me, like come with me now, type shit, right? And what does that mean? Like get you signed too? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, so Can he do that? <laughs> well, not nah, but you know, like that's that's kind of like what it was. Like, right. You know, they they they'll fuck with. Like if they fly me out, then they probably will fuck with me. Right. You know what I mean? And it, you know, the reason I didn't sign like immediate when I as soon as I got there is because you know I wasn't able to work as much as I wanted to on the shit. And it was so much pressure on Zay that I I was like, you know, at least in my head I was telling myself like, you know, I don't want to be in the way, I don't want right, to be burdened, right, right. you know, all this yeah. shit, which probably was bullshit, yeah. you know. But um, um, yeah, like it was like come out and get signed. I ended up just getting managed by Musa, and Musa's like a big brother to me, right? You know what I mean, like a real like family member, to right? Me, so and Musa also is the one that found Zakari, yeah. Him and Craig and yeah. the whole I, house. I found you found him. I'm, I, or he for, manages him. Yeah. But I'm saying like, how, yeah, I don't know how he got. So found we him. met. So we actually went to Moose. Get on the podcast and fucking get Zach on here too. <laughs> me, and, me and I'm just playing. Me like I met Zach first, but like Moose met him like the next. How'd day. you meet Zach? You took a random trip so, to Alaska. So we went. To, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you I'm, bear I'm, Zach, take me fly fishing. I want to go bro, fly fishing too. Shit. Take the take Craig's house fly. Like, fishing. It was so funny. Like when Craig would talk about fly, was talking about fly fishing, and Zach was like, "Oh yeah, I do that all the time." And like. Like we thought he was joking because yeah. we didn't know him. <laughs> I know, you know they I mean? showed me these pictures of him with like yeah, bears bro. and shit. I'm like, fucking big ass fish. And yeah, shit. that's dope. That's dope. It is. So dope. we were riding up to it was um, Bryson Tiller's Airbnb in the Hollywood Hills. They had a big ass studio set up. I think Teddy was over there working with him. You know, uh, Zach. I don't know for uh, whoever doesn't know, Zach used to live with Jay Lewis from who at the time was with uh, Selection, right? And um. They were all up there, and Zach was like playing horns up there. Or Wait, shit. is this when you came out for the first time? Is this what we're talking about? This, no, this was like this was 2015. So this is how I met uh, Zach. Oh right, okay. We were, sorry, we were sorry. going to Isaiah right, to right. link with Isaiah to yeah. see what was going on with him, and Isaiah like had left. Well, he was like at the store, like getting food or something. Right, right. And um, I was just Zach was just in the studio area, and I was just talking to him about like what I had going on. You know, I'm working on a project. Da da da. da. And he was playing He had horns I, Yeah he had the uh, the sax Yeah his And sax. I was like You know I love live instruments And my shit And he was like Yeah take my number You know And then I invited him To the crib We would link every now and then And then uh, he was like Oh I make beats too I sing too You know da 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 So I think me and Zach Like I got him on a song um, Like Within like a week Of meeting him Right uh, Called um, Cycles mm. That was on It's on SoundCloud Called yeah. Cycles Um but yeah, that's how I, that's how I met Zach, that's and then he, he started coming to Craig's house, and then you know Musa started like being like, hmm, right? Yeah, I, I fuck with it, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like this, this is my vibe, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Zach, mad talented in a range of different fucking yep. styles of music. He yep. he made hit his. Do you remember his rock music that he make? Yeah, shit, fucking bangs. That's kind of what Raise the Fool sounds like. Yeah, you know, just over just the production's different, but the style of singing he's doing is yeah. Like, very um, rock and roll Michael Jackson right. type shit. So, okay, so you come out here, you feel like you're kind of in the way of Zay. You don't get signed to TDE because you're not really making music like that? Like, were they yeah. kind of like, just come out here and make music. We want to see if we want to sign you guys. Or did Zay get signed and then started making music and you Zay were was signed. Oh, he did it. Zay he, was signed like a week after he called me. Right. I didn't move out for like five months. So, okay. like, I was, so this is what I was going to say. So, I was under the impression that I was about to get flown out immediately. Right. Right. And then it didn't happen for like two months. They would hit me every week like, nah, it's still too crowded, bro. Like, but I'm gonna get you out here. 
And after like the second month, I'm like, that shit ain't finna happen. You right. know, and I was cool with it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like that's his situation, that's yeah. his thing. And in my head, I'm like, you know, at the time I was just doing mad features. Like I was doing like two hundred, three hundred dollar features, right? Like, like twice a week. Yeah. Um, in my mom's basement, and um, I had all this equipment, but I was only using it to make money so I could go do shit. Right. You know. Um, and I started to think like, man, like if I want to, you know, get my shit going, like. Like, what do I need to do? Like, I need to start making a song at least every day, mm. you know? And I, I started to put that pressure. It's like, I, I always have these um, challenges, these, these spurts where I challenge myself, yeah, right? And shit. they pay off. Yeah. But like, I also, in the past at least, I would like fall off from doing that, right. you know? Um, and I'm sure we all, you know, you're never going to be perfect, like just for the rest of your life, right. you know what I mean? But I do think that I've crossed the threshold where it's like my my basement of productivity is like very high compared to especially where I was when right. I was 18. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But like after 10 days or 11 days of making a song every day, I get the call. You know? so Because like, they were seeing that? No. Oh, I feel like there's some energetic metaphysics. Right, right, right. Some weird spirit. Oh, you're ready. Right. <laughs> and then I folded though when I got <laughs> out ready. there. Because it was just like crowded. You know, like I grew you up. You know where to work? You mean like? It was nowhere to fucking like think. Right. You feel me? It was like in this, you know, because you not, moved into what the Carson house, the Carson house, and I don't, I don't mean this as a complaint, but like as a, as an eighteen year old, you know, that hadn't really been it, seen, experienced nothing like that. I was very like, it's like going to college, you bro. Know, it was yeah, and I, but yeah, I dropped out of high school, you right. know. So I've been doing, I've been by myself most of the time, you know. Uh, all I do is at the time was go to the studio or record at home or when did smoke you weed. You dropped out of school because of music, at the time Kinda. or just cause. Kind of. Well, I decided I wanted to get, to get my GED. So right. what happened was I stopped going to school and I started doing homeschooling, independent study, and I didn't do that semester because I started rapping. I fell back. And when I met Roper, um, once again, shout out John Roper from Richeza. Um, when I met, uh, well, when I went to, when I went to De La Salle, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what? When I started rapping, yes. I was like, I'm going to go back to school. Right? Right. I talked my way into this private school because I didn't, I, you know, but they wouldn't let me, uh, they wouldn't let me advance because right. I knew I could have tested out, but they're like, that would fuck up our whatever the fuck. So I stopped going to school again. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do in college. So I'm going to just get my GED because like, I'm not dumb. You right. feel me? Like, I'm just like not at the time was not a hard hard worker right, outside right. of just what I had to do in school. It's like, I looked yeah. at it like, this is school, this is life. Why the fuck am I? It's like, it's something I probably like struggle with. You know, like I, the first thing that made me like give up on school in my heart was geometry. I'm like, okay, this is math. These are letters. Why are these two <laughs> things together? <laughs> this is math. This is the alphabet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, um, you know, long story short, I stopped going to school. I got my GED. I put out my first mixtape. It got on Forbes, top 10 free albums of 2011. What the fuck? So like, yeah, like I have this like, I have this weird thing of like, just like fortune. Like I, like I have had a lot of fortunate things happen to me. Yeah, that's crazy. And like, I've been saying lately, like, you know, as a, as a explanation for like my whole trial and error thing, um, you know, when I study like marketing people and shit, they talk about the importance of failure. Like that's the consistent thing. Mm. And really with all successful people, even Michael Jordan, you know, yeah, he says, right, I right. miss more shots than any, most people have taken. Yeah. You know? Um, and I always say like, you know, my first project I put out got on Forbes top 10 free albums of 2011. Looked that shit up. My mom called me freaking out and all that. And I, you know, what do you think I learned from that? 
to just give it up <laughs> to just stop making music bro no nah, but for real like what do you think i learned from having my first project i ever put out get on forbes i mean i always say like it, the worst part about college was that i wasn't pushed to do enough real life experience in it i know people do internships but uh-huh. you went in and cha- you really did some real life shit why would you why wouldn't that fire up everything behind you to want to continue that path? Right? Yeah, facts. Well, that's true. And that's true because that's like very inspirational. Like to this day, when I think about that, it's like I can't stop like that happened. Right. You know, but I didn't learn shit from that. Oh, you yeah, know, all right. like, I didn't learn anything from that. Like I, I learned, you know, if you just go off of like, oh, this happened, you know, so like, what can I expect? Like, oh, just shit, whatever I do is just going right. to propel me. Like, I don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of shit came together and probably I had like a, a very not uh, blissfully naive hunger, mm. you know? So like, I didn't, I didn't know, have any expectations. I just knew what I wanted my shit to sound like. And I was willing to do whatever it took out, like, you know, except for shit that was just way out of my comfort zone, right, right, you know, right. but I was doing, I was trying that shit too. Like I was doing whatever. And it, uh, exceeding my expectations like a few months later after the project came out I'm like linking with the founders of Rap Genius at South by Southwest and they're taking me to meet Nas and shit you know like all this crap I'm 17 years old that's insane know I mean? and I like I like I said like I didn't learn anything from that you know <laughs> like I learned like that's so crazy. I learned like if you meet someone important talk because I didn't do that right. you know what I mean like in a sense I everything I learned from that situation was was from what went wrong. Right, right, you right. You know, and it took years and years of me being like, you know, like why is this? Why did my next project not do anything? You mm-hmm. know, like now I know why. You yeah. know, but it took it, when it was happening, or like a year after it happened, two years after, you know, like I was, I was still trying to figure out what happened back then, and I'm still fucking up currently right. too. You know, so, yeah. And that's like you know, it's life. Yeah, but, we learn from our failures. Yeah, that's for but sure. I, that's that's kind of my thing. Is like you know, um, it's dope that I succeeded to the scale that I did so early, and it's dope that you know I failed like so much, and I saw so much shit go like or just not do anything right you know like see people not give a fuck like i'm very detached from um from feedback Mm. now you know like i know like i know that i'm like as a businessman and as you know um a brand or you know company whatever you want to say as as someone who's selling something and who's trying to present something i have to see who likes what it's like data collecting though but it's not personal and i really don't care you know yeah i don't care who likes it and who doesn't like it i just care about like what the people that do like it what type of person is that you Mm -hmm. know because that's me learning in a sense like you know this is my heart and my vision so these are the type of people that this resonates with so i need to understand who that is yeah and what i learned from the marketing people too is that like you gotta know, like you have to know who's gonna not like your shit too. And that's just as important as who mm. does. You know, the the biggest people are polarizing. Right. Where like you have a big group of people that are like, this is the best shit ever. And you have a big group of people like, this shit sucks. I don't know why you guys like this shit. Yeah, you know? right. So mm. I'm I'm looking at shit like from that perspective because that's, that's like the entry level of like just uh, magnanimous shit. Right. Yeah, huh. dope word, huh? That is a dope word. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> yeah the, man so go go forward you 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 know you start working you're around all these people but in, the house is too crowded 
and like that's what we were saying you like it's yeah. like a college but you're saying you didn't do that shit, yeah it was like, like it was like six of us in one bedroom it and it insane. was dope like the thing is i grew exponentially right in that place yeah but also like I don't I don't I think it was just meant to be that I grew there but I wasn't able to show it there because mm. I was like growing you right. know what I mean it's like 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 when you're lifting and shit and you like you you can't use the muscle like after like once you tear it right. you can't your shit feels like noodles like right. I was noodles yeah. in that bitch right <laughs> and then like a year later two years later now even you know 5 years later like I have a way better work ethic right you know like I approach shit like I I Everything I'm afraid of Or everything I feel like Oh this is gonna be hard I do that shit first mm. You know what I'm saying Because I can't I don't want to be I don't want to be A stranger to any Of my weaknesses Right Like I need to know What I'm not good at And what I'm really good at Yeah it's a powerful you know? move yeah. I f- So I feel like Cause if it's When I go I was looking for something On, on your SoundCloud earlier It's like mm-hmm. You barely have uploaded music In a while Like casually Kinda I've dropped Three songs before Raise the Fool. I think I dropped three songs since 2016. I dropped Bitch I'm Bussin' with Hippie Sabotage. I dropped Exclamation, produced by Juice, and I dropped uh shout out to Juice. And then yeah. I dropped um Um Killscope with Trent the Hooligan, produced by Opie Taylor. So do you feel like that little like hiatus almost, if you want to call it? I know you to hiatus to the public like you're working yeah. you're clearly working in the background but no one really knows like yeah like last time i remember when i met up with you and yasin at that studio 2017 had, yeah you had like a whole Adonis. album there was yeah. mad music that you were just like yeah. listen 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 i was like yeah. oh shit but what's what's been the reason do you feel like it's because you're trying to grow so that the next time around when the buzz starts happening you take it and run with it uh kind of i think it was necessary because i can't i halfway was working and i halfway was giving up Right, you know, I feel like the, I remember at, at a point you were like, "Yo, yeah. I fucking don't." I don't want to do music. I like in 2017, I gave up. I, yeah. I didn't want to do music anymore. I genuinely stopped doing music. Um, I was still like linking with the homies and like you know I would go to the studio, but I wasn't like I was just fucking around. Right, and I think that was a very important thing. Like everything, you never know what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you never like you can have an idea of what you need, but just as far as all around, I didn't know that I needed to lighten up. Like me quitting was a very dramatic way of me lightening up because when I finally did get inspired I wasn't being so critical and technical I was just expressing myself Hmm. you know whereas before I'm like oh I'm trying to make this type of song I want to be this you know what I mean like I I was able to just be who I am but that that took like five uh, months of just not making shit and kind of carrying myself like fuck music like I don't want to do this I, I really like I think I transformed in that amount of time. Cause I had, so after Talkback came out, I made like an album's worth of music and then I made another EP's worth of music and it was good. Um, but it was just like, I don't know. I think there was this illusion at the time that putting out, this it's an illusion to me. It depends on what your strategy is. Cause some people will say like, this is what it has to be. You know, some people believe in everything you put out has to be the best shit ever or there's no point in putting it out. Right. But I was on some like, and I still believe that like, you know, people have to get familiar with you first and like kind of fuck with you just for you, you know, like fuck with you through your, everybody that I'm a fan of or that I see that's popping, they have a fan base that like accepts when they put out whack shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because they, they're glad that it's like, I'm glad that you're working and I can see it. Right. You know, that's how. Defining growth. Yeah. They get to watch the growth. Right. 
But I was on some like, nah, I'm not gonna put shit out until it's it. So I'm like, you know, I make something, I'm asking Moose, like, what you think? He'd be like, yeah, it's dope, but it ain't crazy, you know, which like would break my heart back then. Yeah. And then like I would play some shit for the hippies in front of Musa, you know, and they'll be like, you know, like, yeah, it's good, but it's not gonna blow you up. And I'm just like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And like, what I, another thing I learned too is that, you know, people, people receive things as you present it to them, right? right. So if I would have presented those same songs with a different energy, it's just like, you know, like on some like subconsciously selling it to them, you yeah. know, like this is on purpose. Like these people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, they will get the vision because, but if you, if I'm presenting them to them like how it was, we're like, you know, I'm trying to blow up. And right. the, you know, they're going to be like, well, no, that's not That's not happen. the one, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. And then I, I like that kind of discouraged me. You feel me? Like I, and also, so outside of this music I was trying to put out, I went to Chicago and link with my homie Rob from Chinza Fly. They produced um, work by ASAP Ferg and some shit right. for Nicki Minaj, a few things. Shout out to them. Um, uh, we were at Private Stock Studios. And I was just experimenting with, sh- I, I was using like auto-tune for the first time ever, doing all this shit I had never done before. And it was crazy. Like it was like, I was singing like for real, for real singing and it was fire. So like I'm making all this shit, I'm knowing like, yo, I'm like, re- I'm like getting really good. And I feel like, all that shit came from being in Carson. Right. And getting to the point where I could just make shit and I'm not like, you know, oh, this isn't, you know, like, this song isn't good right now, so that must mean I'm not good. Like, that used right. to be my mindset. Yeah. Now it's like, this song isn't good, but this part is fire. I'm done making this song, but I'm going to remember that, that and apply yeah. that right, to right. anything I make in the future, right? Um. So, yeah, like, it was just, like, it's been like a process of just like perspective change. Right. You know, like I stopped making music for that period of time after that. And then I came up with the song that I presented to Ash Riser about like, you know, police brutality and like segregation in America. And it was like, it was when they had like dragged the dude off the airplane and shit. Oh, right, Remember that, the United shit? Yeah. And like kicked, somebody kicked the black lady, some white dude kicked the black lady down the stairs in a subway and shit. And I'm just rapping about all this shit. And I'm like, you know, if I worked at a bank and like was a super criminal, like I would be straight. But like, you know, if I fucking sell drugs or some shit, like I'm the worst person. Right. You know. Huh. Um, But yeah, like I made that song and it just really resonated with me. And I, and I was like, wasn't forcing it. It was just like, I feel like doing this. And um, I think that was like, you know the most important shit was this when you just like wanted to give up and shit was this after after the hippie sabotage tour this was like yeah a year after that right yeah so which this- is crazy because at the time i remember when i first moved out to the house you me and craig went we drove down to san diego and you went to work with them in their house remember that yeah yep so like we went down i just was in san diego so i was just talking about this the other day because i was that like, was 2015 though right this is before the yeah, tour yeah. yeah so this is early shit but you guys were kind of working and i didn't know who yeah. they were you're like oh they're they're kind of blowing up or whatever in their own right and mm-hmm. i just hadn't listened to them right and then i was with chris brown at like a um some photo shoot for a magazine he was with chris brown I was with Chris Brown <laughs> and uh, and he was playing Hippie Sabotage like when we were doing oh, the photo shit. shoot he started playing it yo they will like, love to hear that yeah I was <laughs> like yo you like this shit he's like yeah this shit's fire I was like my boy yeah. Kemba is just about to like he, we were just with him at their house in uh, San Diego he's like oh that's crazy yeah this is how I found out that Chris Brown knows who I am and that's right <laughs> yeah but he, I was just like damn like they're, they're blowing up if like this shit's already in his circulation obviously he finds shit early but um, then you mm-hmm. did a tour that was fucking massive like yeah. you were playing like 
big ass crowds. Yeah. So I think the smallest crowd we played was maybe like 400 people. And right. the biggest one was like 1,800 people. Yeah. Yeah. And Which now, at the time, like, you weren't. I mean, that's big still. That's fucking big. That's like, big still. Right. You know? Like, if you, like, as a rapper, you, you know, if you could sell out 250 to 400 people consistently, that's. That's crushing. Great. You're on you a know? good trajectory. trajectory. But, like, you know, eighteen hundred people sold out like yeah. in fucking New Hampshire. <laughs> were they were they doing shows where you were opening and then you would come out during their set? Or yeah, every, every, every night, night was like every that. night we did that. It was we, a long tour too, wasn't it? Thirty dates, like yeah. it was like thirty two shows or something like that. How'd you guys travel? Was it flying? No, nah, we it was a bus. Fucking, we had the van, we yeah. had a Sprinter, right. and then they had a Benz. They had a fancy Sprinter. Did we they? had a Ford Sprinter. Yeah, yeah, we got the job done. Though. They had that, the Mercedes. Yeah, they had the Mercedes with the TV yeah. and shit, the super reclining seats. Live life. Yeah, Damn, bro. That, that shit was crazy. dope. That shit was tight. I that remember. Was I was like, "Oh fuck, Kimmy's gonna explode." Yeah. But then after that, you like uh, fuck the shit. That was the um, moment. No, no. Nah, so that was before I put out my album. Right. So this is right around the. So after that tour is when we made when I made the song with Soul. Uh, that's not ever gonna come out. And then <laughs> we, How made, come? we made a uh, group decision. Just politics. Yeah. Just it's not even that deep. I just right. I just think that like I'm not. I don't have the the conviction to fight for it, you know, as much as I would need to to convince Musa that we should put it out, hmm. you know. And then we realize we have this other song that you know, like has him and uh, Zach and J Rock on it. You yeah, know? it's kind of a gold mine. So it's just like let's go that. And we made that song around that time too. Right, we made ten feet tall around that time. Yeah. Like after the tour. Um, wait, no, no, that's not true. It's not true. I made ten Before. feet tall. Two thousand fifteen. Damn, yeah. I forgot about that. Cause I was performing it on tour, but um, we put out the album. Then I toured with Alex Wiley. Um, had a pregnancy scare with this girl. Like the tour didn't do Skirt. super well. Uh, Cause he was just nervous the whole time. <laughs> well, kind of, but also just you know, like it wasn't. It was like a. It's one of those things where like you got to do the test tours. Fuck, I just remembered, yeah. cause yeah. you and Alex toured early, early, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys do like a little random run? Like early, this is before South by Southwest when I was with you. Did you guys tour at, at all? No, no. He toured. He toured. He were was guys, on tour with Kevin Abstract. Yes. Were you guys managed by the same person or something? Yeah, Script. Script and James. So yep. that one of those dudes emailed us because we would play shows yeah. and they wanted us to like open up for that tour. Yeah. Which was crazy. And I was like, I don't remember what happened. And then, my, and then Mars. Yeah. Mars did open up for him because I was like, I remember oh, that. We can't Alex do it. knew Mars. Yeah. And then that's yeah. how they all connected or whatever. Yeah. That's so random. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, so pregnancy scare and then, uh, <laughs> and then touring, the didn't tour go didn't go well. super well. And like, you know, at this time I start, I was starting to realize that we was making me feel like not good. You making me super paranoid and just not comfortable. And you know, it wasn't dope. Right. Anymore. Cause you just said you've been sober for like the I last stopped, five weeks. Uh, I've been sober off like drinking and everything for five right. weeks. At this time I was just smoking like a half of ounce of weed every day. Right. Um, but so that all was happening and then um i just it was just like man i was so excited when the album came out and it did pretty well in retrospect but i just thought it was gonna do way more and um i just was like doubting everything Hmm. you know and then um my fucking like one of my first friends i made and like real friends i made in high school got murdered damn um i was coming down off shrooms when I, i was i was doing like this fucking this like soul search like shroom bender where i did shrooms three out of four days and the fourth day uh as i was coming down i found out that he got killed and shit Fuck. and like I, I just want this to be documented but the yeah. day before 
um he got killed i was in long beach on this hill called hilltop uh, signal hill at hilltop park and i was you know i was posting this i was playing this song i'm not gonna say who was by because fuck that dude but um it's it's about like the dead homies and shit and he was like yo you're real as fuck he was the only person that replied to it like yo you real as fuck for like posting this song who who said this uh, my friend Adama Right And you know the song was like Even though you're gone You will always be my nigga And though you made it home I'm still missing you my nigga I'm feeling like the time And what's wrong my nigga Though you smiling down Saying carry on my nigga Who wrote that? It's a, it's a R. Kelly song Oh right yeah. I got you So um you know you Yeah bleep gotcha. that out Right <laughs> It is what but, it is But um Fucking and then your homie had responded. My homie responded and was like, yo, you real as fuck for posting this. And then the next day he gets killed. God damn. Yeah. And it was it was very weird. So like all that, like that in a weird way inspired me. Like that's when I like, you know, got my ears repierced. Like started like getting my hair done and like shaving and just like I, I kind of got together. my shit together right. a little bit. And I and I made an album that I really liked. It was called For the Love of God. And I had the whole concept together. And it just got rejected over and over again. You know, like, um, and that was before I knew how to, you know, like, make a case for something without trying to will it into being like, you know. So yeah. It just kind of like crushed me a little bit, mm. and yeah, I needed that. Damn. Honestly, I needed that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, bro. And then I quit making music. Boom! I make that one record. Um, I make this song called uh, "Talk of the Town" with Hippie Sabotage. I was living with them for like a year and a half in San Diego. No, and uh, they were in Silver Lake. Okay, and then they were in uh, Venice. Right. At this point, they're in Venice, and we make this song called "Talk of the Town," which is crazy. And then I start making these that other come, records. That, is that out? No, it's not out. It's not out. Man, ninety percent of the music I right, make right, is right. not out. Yeah, probably ninety-five percent of right. the music I make is not out. Yeah. Um, but fucking shout out to IDK. He had this producer when he was about to release. Um, I was very bad. He was playing it for Musa and one of his producers, Kyle Banks, who's now like a brother to me. Um, like his beat stood out, and Musa's like, "Yo, who produced this? Who produced this? Who produced this?" And it was Kyle every time. So Musa flew Kyle out to like help me out. You know, he ended up getting signed to TDE, but initially it was to help me um, with my with just making music. Right. You know, because I think it was Musa kind of like like making a. A gesture to show like he believed in me right you know what i mean um and saw that like i had gone through that phase of not wanting to do music and then bounced back mentally at least you know and was making tight shit right and then you know cal kind of put in my head like this we had a conversation the first week that he was out in la and he was like you know bro like you got to be like thankful like you got to realize like how blessed you are to be in this situation and it's not like i didn't know that but it was just like you know, it kind of it kind of like peeled off this layer where I realized like I'm, I used to have an insecurity about being an ungrateful because I felt like I didn't know how to express gratitude the right way, and just from having them conversations, I realized you just gotta you know just be thankful like yeah. like remind. And it sounds weird, you know, it probably sounds like what the fuck is wrong with you, Kimberly? Right. Like duh, right? But um, you know that was a big thing, and and it kind of. It, it led to where I'm at now. It, it started to make me be like, be like, you know, I could just make music. Like, people don't get to do that. You know, I have a studio I could go to whenever I want to and record. Right. You know, nobody had, like, well, not nobody, but a lot of people don't have that. And a lot of people would kill for that alone, let alone, like, my affiliations or, like, Yeah, your one connection and, to everybody. Like, you know what I mean? And that 
like being around Cal is what like kind of kickstarted the space I'm in now where I was like making music all the time because he's like bro how are you in the <clears> studio <throat> all day and you didn't make nothing and <laughs> with the paradox of it is he was like if you don't feel like making music don't go to the studio you know and so that you're not just so you're not forcing it mentally yeah, almost right. like I learned that like yeah. you can't you can't be like you can't feel like you have to do anything that's this big thing that I'm trying to figure out how to word to people like you're like we're we all are like great like like innately but we don't have to do anything you know like there was a time when like you had to be in shape because you had to like fend off animals that would kill you you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah like now you don't have to do shit right you know people in the you know people that live like in poverty like they eat food you know yeah. they probably have wi-fi you know you don't have to do anything right but so so that's why it's very important that you do whatever it is that drives you because it's like you don't there's nothing external making you do do this shit right like it has to be like burning from the inside mm. and i love that i realized that from you know realizing that like you know i have this thing in front of me and it's not even like it's too like, like genuinely this might sound fucked up you know i don't mean it fucked up but like it's not my concern whether people would you know kill to be in my situation but the truth is like if i wasn't in this situation i would kill to be in this situation Hell yeah and that's what made me like you know i gotta get to it and then i learned how to like slowly cal will say very slowly i learned how to listen to like outside input and right. you know stop trying so hard to be to be like oh i'm a lyricist and i'm like this and that and just rap because right. i'm good at it you know and when i take my limits off of it now it is a limitless thing and yeah i'm gonna have it's a very high possibility that i'm gonna have like a, a few hit songs that are like something that nobody would expect from me right especially even off raise the fool you don't you have no idea you know what i mean yeah and it's because i was able to get out of that <clears throat> box I, I i remember a time at craig's house um because i felt blessed as fuck to have the opportunity to stay on the floor there and shit and live in that circumstance or whatever and i remember being so frustrated because i would see everyone that was there i'd had so many conversations with craig about this shit but i'd see so many people that were at the house including you like everyone just got very comfortable in this space where we could move slower yeah like the house moved very slow and very i was slow. like i came out here guns blazing and i yeah. was like i don't think anyone realizes how fucking good we have it at the house right you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. everyone you you know it'd be like constant shit just yeah. everyone doing their own shit and then doing it like the slowest way possible yeah. i'm like what the fuck is going on some people just sitting yeah. complacent and, yeah. it, and they shouldn't be. And I'm Fact. like, this has to go. This has to stop. And I'm glad yeah. Craig Craig, Craig end, ended up kicking everyone out of the crib yeah. and just packed up his fucking shit and moved back to Montana. Yeah. That was the best thing I think that ever happened to Craig. And I'm proud yeah. of Craig for doing that shit because that's going to sure. be the hardest thing to do is leave that. But at the time, it was like, there's too much fucking shit happening here. The too, too many possibilities. It was too much. Yeah, it was too much potential for it to, to be what it was. It's not that nothing was happening. I think a big thing was like, you know, there was a lot of like drugs in the house. Yeah. You know, um, it was a lot of like, it was just every distraction possible. Cause it was all people that came from nothing in this house with like this huge, you know, like possibility, you know, like TDE and like Drake's producers and Bryson Tiller's producers and, and dope videographers and shit, videographers all in this house in the studio. And, but then it was like, you know, unlimited bread from this dude, you know, we're going to the strip club all the time. Yeah, you got Fucking it. girls are coming over like all the time. Just all this shit that was like cool, right? But also it kind of just, it kind of did make you, I think speaking for myself, I was intimidated by what I needed to get done as it was. Mm. 
I was also intimidated just by like life in general. Right. You know what I mean? Like by being in that house and having that pressure and and also having access to drugs and trying to be cool and fit in with these people or be or like not even fit in but just like serve my purpose with these right. people and shit. Now I didn't know how to Yeah. You know like I just did that shit wrong. Well, and a lot of <laughs> people lot too of I think like to show it off in a way when it's not theirs to show off. So people right. oh come over to the crib blah 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 we have everything. And yeah. I'm like for what though like it's yeah. like it's like you got you know you walk into a dope office we have yeah. this dope office and everything here serves a purpose right even right. our fucking neon light that we just got that looks right. fucking fire but that's for the background of when we do tutorials right but we didn't have like people would just be like oh we need what do we need to like make people feel cool or what right. do we need and they're just spending dumb money doing yeah. dumb shit doing like wasting a bunch of time and I yeah. hated that about the house I hated I'd, I'd come home at 18 hours like you said yeah worn out and I see the person some people doing the same shit they were doing when I left yeah nothing and I'm like what the fuck is this Facts. and then i think a lot of people just got used to like you know it felt like we were moving in slow motion like the world was at our fingertips and and people got used to it and that was my struggle because i remember being like yeah. yo fuck kembe has got everything right now right and you just be like i don't want to do shit today i'm out of here yeah. and i'm like where the fuck he go why why'd he leave you want some more water uh yeah please david sorry you be water boy <laughs> we need to move that Thank shit you, right bro. here i think now sorry for, for making Thank him get you, it um I think I think what it was for me too was like it was a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. And there was, you know, it was like um like in the room when I did have a room, you know, cuz the first like if I if we were there like maybe 15, I was there like maybe 18 months, like a year and a half. Yeah. The first year I had a room. Right. Um but like even at at that thank point Thank you, dog. Thank you, bro. At that point, like if someone was it would be so many people there like even like private time didn't feel private no you know so ever. i didn't i didn't feel like and once again this is some spoiled shit like i would even though i did this like i did react that way moving forward if i'm in a situation like that and i saw somebody being like like balling up and kind of like bitching out i'd be like nah bro you can't you can't be like this because right. it's like you know it's not gonna it even if you are like immensely uncomfortable it's not helping you to ball up. You're, Facts. you're just putting off whatever growth is going to come from you dealing with this till tomorrow yep. or the next day or the next day. Right. You know, but I think if I'm, if I had to explain um, to myself, even like, why did I not make the most out of that? I was just like, I felt exposed at all times. You know, I get, I've dealt with mad anxiety. Right. You know, I was smoking weed like all day. Like I don't smoke weed anymore. Right. And if I didn't smoke weed back then, I would be way more productive because there's so much to do. Right. But it's like you start smoking weed, like good ass weed yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. a lot of it, you right. get tired. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to do shit. Like, and if you're like, if I'm like slightly intimidated of abso, right? Um, when I'm high, I'm like wild intimidated of Abso. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be in the studio like all quiet and shit right. and being weird, you know, and that's what I did. Yeah. And then it got to the point where like I'm taking Zans to make me less anxious, but that shit's making me do dumb shit or making me sleep all the time. You know, I'm sipping lean just because it's there. And yeah, it was fucking stupid. Sorry, Craig. Like, like <laughs> real talk, bro. Sorry. Because that was a really dope situation. And I'm like, I'll take my blame for just like partaking in any of that shit kind of like it you know even though we all we all had probably besides Ben (laughs) probably besides like Ben Stephanie and Johnny you know like we were uh and and uh John and um and um you know like it was good there was good dudes in there it was good people in there but the culture of the house was very like seen like yeah you know but that's what makes me stoked right now doing this interview because 
I can tell you've moved on beyond that shit yeah. and you could do if you had to do it all over again right now it'd be a yeah. completely different route well, it wouldn't take I wouldn't have to be there that long right you know what I'm saying yeah. like if I was there right now I wouldn't have to be there right you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be there I no. would it's almost like because it I believe in like human nature and shit right like I wasn't if 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 I was there right now I know that I can't be there often right you know like that's it's too it's too comfortable you know what I mean Like if I was there I would have to be like On the floor Like you were yeah. You know because So that I can't just be In there comfortable Right You know what I mean Like I would have to Have a routine Every day well, Like I do now I go to the gym Every yeah. day yeah. I go to sleep By 2am Every night now, Right You know Unless I'm in the studio Right And back then I didn't have that You know I would go to sleep At 7am And sleep till 4pm Right you know what I mean? Like this dude would be sleeping out of the living room. I would sleep in the kitchen too, yeah, on the fucking the, yeah. on that big ass oh, chair, yeah, big ass round yeah, chair. Bro. I was, you know, it was weird. I got you a blanket one time, bro. It's cold out there. <laughs> Probably a lot of times, bro. <laughs> and it was just no, like the type of person I am. I gotta be, like now I can handle that because I'm way more assertive. Yeah. You know, if I need to do something, I'm assertive and I'm tactful. Mm. So I, if I need to get something done, I'm going to be assertive about it and I'm gonna be cool about it so you don't feel like I'm being a dick even if I'm like you know like yeah, you right. need to do this right, right, know, right. which is like a fucking art nah I'm glad yeah. I'm glad to hear all this shit cause it, it it makes me stoked that there's a promising future for you you know what I mean cause yeah. if you would've just kept going that way it's a fucking it's yeah. gonna be a crash you know what yeah, I mean for, it crashed it absolutely. did crash yeah, it did so crash. It, it, you're the bounce back sick so it, the dope thing is like and it's something I keep going back to is like I needed that failure to to learn 100%. you know what i mean because like you, like i crashed over and over again i crashed right. there i crashed the hippie sabotage house yeah you know like i crashed um in chicago like i've made a lot of but that was that was probably the that the craig shit ending and transitioning to the hippies hippies crib and then making music and you know realizing i gotta i feel like i always had this thing where like i gotta work more i gotta work harder like i'm at this point now where like that's kind of just how I operate. You right. know, I need to be doing something. Right. You know, and I'm and working smarter yeah. also. But at the time, I got to the hippies crib. I started working harder, and I was making this album, and I made it hella fast, and it was good to me. It wasn't like amazing, but it was good. And I'm like, you know, I need to follow this up, and it got rejected, and that fucked me up. And that was kind of a crash. Right. And then I quit music. That was a crash. Right. And then I came back and, you know, um, started working on this album, and then I went through a depression, like after like. If Cal moved out in September 2017, I started like having a like going through a real dark emotional period, partially because of like Xanax and Percocets and alcohol, like con just consistently doing that shit in like February of 2018. Right. And um, I mean, it was it was it, the depression. I've like was diagnosed with depression as a kid and right. shit, and I never really bought into that. Mm. But I looking back like that whole pregnancy scare thing the Craig situation ending like just feeling bad about all this shit like the girls sh situations like uh living at hippie sabotage house like all this shit just not working like re it really like like took it like deflated yeah, me. I believe it it deflated my self-esteem you right. know and I I just kind of felt like shit you know for a long time and like I got I gained mad weight you know like I was skinny when I lived at Craig's yeah, yeah, house. Yeah. I was like 40 pounds lighter right and um when like uh, I started drinking heavy Like that like really Peaked my depression Where I just would not move Like I would wake up And I wouldn't move And I wouldn't pick up the phone Cause I didn't want people to Feel like I was like Bringing their mood down Or right. like have to ask What's wrong and shit And um Probably When I It's funny Cause I haven't I haven't uh, 
I haven't announced my album title, but I'm gonna give a hint to it right yes. now. Um, yes, I did. I made this song <laughs> for the first the first time I ever made a song without writing. Well, I was I alluded to it earlier where I was just like jumping up and down and right, going crazy. yelling and shit yeah. like and like. I made it as a joke and I called it Kimbe is I'm not gonna say I, I said a uh, politically incorrect word but Kimbe is stupid you feel me <laughs> and uh, I sent it to Musa and Cal and they were like <laughs> like this shit's hard as fuck you know what I mean like, like it's the one yeah you know yeah. what I mean I'm just and like it's like this it's like one of the singles off my album now that's fucking tight but like that like making that like I I learned this this way of handling depression which is even when you have the worst days or the worst stretches of days, there's moments where like everything is cool. Right. And like you have to do something in those moments. Mm-hmm. You have to do some shit. Maximize the fuck yeah. out of that. So I, I call it, you take small moments of joy and like expand them. Right. And then, they be- and then they become like, you start to realize that those moments happen all day too. Yeah. You're just so, you're just like calling this shit you're just painting the picture in your mind like this is all fucked up. Right. You know, like I don't believe in bad days. Hmm. Like my thing now is like I don't believe in happiness as my reality and I don't believe in sadness as my reality. Like I am, I believe in my awareness, like my consciousness, like I'm alive. Right. You know, so I be sad sometimes, I be happy sometimes and I can't avoid, I can't like want to be sad. I'm Even if I want to be sad all the time, I'm going to laugh. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if I want to be happy all the time, I'm going to be sad right. sometimes. You know, so hmm. I don't believe in either of those things. God damn. Know? Yeah, bro, I'm finna this write books. great. And, yeah. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> I'm finna be when's keynote speaking. When's the album drop? Do you know, do you have dates? So we just had a call Mind today. You, this comes out uh, three weeks from now. Right, Dave? Three weeks from now, probably. So I don't okay. know if that changes anything, but yeah. Um, as of right, so now I can say this: the album it was supposed to be shit three weeks from now. It's supposed to be July twelfth. Okay. The album was supposed to come out July twelfth. Now, push. now is like this first single's coming out July tenth. So okay, we don't, it's probably going to be like two weeks after that. Dope. Hell yeah. Um, this is the independent still. Well, yeah, we have a distribution label. Tight. Empire. That's that yeah. Macklemore shit, right? Like how he just he stayed yeah, independent like, and got the the distribution. the distribution deal. Just make sure that it's, it's kind of like. I don't know how to describe it because it's not a record label. Like but they it's, don't. It's how you get your music out. There. Yeah, they don't. They don't like tell you what to do or anything. Right. If they give you some money, they'll be like, "Yo, take this money, do what you need to do, and you know, let's you know, we're gonna make sure we make profit off this shit." Right. You yeah, that's I mean? dope. Good. So, yeah, that's dope. gonna be fucking tight. Yeah, bro. Um, fuck. This is a good podcast. Four weeks from now. Yeah, this will be fine. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. So before we wrap this up, um, we have. I always make you so I'm, I have like a and a thing I'm gonna do with you but okay, it's, cool. a, it's like a private thing so when this ends we'll switch over to the, the private thing it's for the Patreon we have a Patreon group it's like yeah. a website for people to support the shit yeah. um, but I always let my guests pick a hashtag right yeah. um, so when people listen to this shit it's an hour 42 minutes we talk for a minute if they listen all the way through you'll pick this hashtag I'm gonna tell everyone to go to Ken Bay's Instagram tag me at Ben Reverse World and when you get there I want them to put what you're about to say as the hashtag so when they, at any point in time, if this is six months from when this shit came out, we're going to see this hashtag pop up and they're going to tag me on your shit and then we'll know that they heard the podcast. What do you want that Do they be? ever be long? Po- it hashtag? could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. It's not on me, it's in me. It's not on me, it's in me? Yeah. Hashtag it's not on me, it's in me. That's fucking good. Yeah. You've had that already like in your head ready to go though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I... Like so, like I said, my shit is stream of consciousness. Mm. Like what everything that I say comes to the same points. Right. So when if I talk long enough, you're, you're gonna I'm gonna say the same shit I said yesterday. Right. You know, because that's that's what 
that's I feel like when you're in alignment with what you're supposed to do, everything you say is gonna be the same shit. That's your motherfucking why. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I am my why. Um, how can they find you on Damn, the internet? Man, should it be I am my why though? I don't know, bro. It's uh, up to you. It's not on me. It's in me. Man. Stick with it. Yeah, Stick with it. You, do you know what that means? I mean, I I have my assumption of what it probably means. What, what does it mean to you? Um, it's not what you see from the outside. It's what you feel from the inside. It's like what you get out of, you know, my yeah. interaction with you is might not be what you see here, but it's what I deliver. Well, it, like for you, right? Like yeah. you like, but it's not, it's really, it's not just on me. It's in me. So like you have the like Chris Brown shit and the Beyonce shit and all the, in the podcast and all the successful shit, but you don't, it's not, that wasn't handed to you. Right. Like, it's not just, it's not just fashion mm-hmm. basically. Right. Like it's, it's, it's. It's passion, not fashion. Right. Ooh, I got I a like fucking that. bar, I, I bro. Know. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> it's not. It's not just like, oh, I'm. I, I do this, it, right? Like to so you so you could see me do this. Yeah, like, yeah. This is inside of me. Like before, when I was like a, just a nerdy fat twelve year old. Well, I wouldn't. I wasn't never nerdy, but you know, like a lame fat twelve year old. Right. Like this was in me. Right. You feel me? Like my best songs was in me. Right. You know what I mean? Like you would have never seen. You know, this is Gosha that mm. I have on right now. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but Ballin. like you feel me? Like you know, like this is like, you know, this isn't cheap. You feel me? I'm not. He's pointing at his teeth right now, people, because his <laughs> teeth ain't white no more. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being funny. I'm yeah, just being I funny, know. but like you know, this is like some people just like wear this shit. You right. Know? Like when I dyed my hair red, I dyed my hair red because I wanted to cut my hair and. First, I wanted to do, fuck with it, you know, and right. I was afraid to go in public after I did. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> and then people would walk up to me and be like, yo, like, you know, most people look like weird with that, but it just looks natural. Yeah, and it's it because it's because like I don't I forget that my hair is red. Right. You know what I mean? Because I what's important about me is not how I look. Right. You, you can't know see what I shit. you know what I'm saying? It's me. I love that. I'm tight. Yeah. You feel me? Facts. So. All right. Well, this shit was at good. Kimbe X. Yes. At Kimbe X. <laughs> at K-E. M as in mom, B as in boy, <laughs> underscore. That's the little low dash. X, Kimbe X, um, on everything. On everything. Kimbe underscore X. Yeah. That's good. Go definitely listen to the new record. Uh, we're going to switch over to the Patreon only Q&A experience. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of what I'm about to ask you, um, you can do that. Patreon.com slash Black Window Cream. And that's it. How do you want to end this part of the podcast? Um... Yeah, bro. It's uh, not fashion. It's passion, man. You feel me? Uh, my album coming soon. Album coming soon. Follow me on Instagram because I'm about to roll out a lot of shit that's going to help you understand and follow what I'm doing. And if you don't follow me, it's cool. You're going to see me. That's <laughs> cool. All right. That's it. And that is it for Kembe X. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Shout out to Kembe for hopping on and sharing his story. This motherfucker's incredible, yo. Um, the, the Q&A experience that he did with us is in fact fire. Make sure to tune into that on our Patreon page. You get to hear him answer our community's questions as well as a couple of questions I had for him. So if you are interested in the Q&A experience, it is available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. Man, follow him on Instagram because he's about to drop some new music soon. He played it for us after we recorded this episode. My ears are literally bleeding. I still have blood on my shoes. Uh, uh, it's because it's so flame, you know? It's really that good. So definitely make sure to uh, stay tuned for the drop because that shit's going to be crazy. Um, that's it. Grab some merch on our merch store because that shit keeps the lights on here. Shop BWNC.com. The shirts are mad comfy and fucking fire um, as well as the mugs. I think you guys need one on your desk at home or at work or at school or wherever the fuck you have a desk at or just maybe put it in bed with you and sleep with it and pray to it at night because it's an amazing thing what will happen if you pray to that black window cream mug. And uh, that's it. That's it, guys. I'm done trying to tell you to support us.
Except if you want that how to charge a client guide, it is available on shopbwc.com and the Patreon page. And it's going to make you more money, motherfucker. So you better get that shit. I'm done recording. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>